Oh, are you we're live, we're live now? Oh, I thought you were. You should go. We going, man. We're just. Oh, we're I guess just we're doing a cold opener. I guess yep. we're doing a cold opener. Sorry, I'm just waiting for you to to to, to run the opener. I'm a little PJ under the sick. weather. So. PJ yeah. sick, and don't we have a guest tonight? Oh, he's already here. Damn it! Ryan Walt. <laughs> Our special <laughs> guest, Will Wright. What is up, my friend? How you doing tonight? Hey, brothers. I'm I'm doing well. I can't complain. Just enjoying um, this this great Thursday night football game. The, the Browns and the Jets is kind of lackluster thus far, but hey. It's still football. Yeah. Yep. And you were at the game. Yeah. You were at the past game, the Cardinals game. No, I didn't go to the Cardinals game. Oh, okay. No. Just, just all the other ones. <laughs> yeah, just all the other ones. Well, we are down yeah. at PJ tonight. PJ is sick, um, but Walt, let's just kick this shit off. Right. Guys, I want to I want to get started by uh, letting you guys know that we are brought to you by BetUS. Go check out BetUS.com, every sports better's favorite sports book. They have a bunch of great perks as well as an exceptional service. Use the link in the description to get 125% sign-up bonus. Place your board, your sports bets with BetUS. You can use that link, um, and if you sign up and you, you deposit at least $50, um, you will be helping out the channel. So... Thank you. And normally PJ would say, if you do bet, please bet responsibly. What is up, guys? Uh, Merry belated Christmas. Um, it's great to, it's kind of feel, it feels like I haven't been on the show in a month. You guys have done a bunch of shit without me. So it's great to be back. And um, it's great to have our guest tonight, Will. Will is a Bears connoisseur, just like we are. And uh, you're part of the Barroom Network now, Will. And we met you at Eldo's house, and we had a, we had a great time. So we wanted to make sure that um, we had you on the show. So thanks, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Big win this past weekend, or did it? I mean, we still have a one percent chance of making the playoffs, guys. So. I guess it was a big win, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was. I, I think, if, if nothing else, just to build a, a winning culture. Um, it's a, I know it's a lot of uh, playoff scenarios that will have to play out in order for us to um, catch that seventh seed. And you're tracking those scenarios, right, Shorty? Mm-hmm. Yep, and I got it right here. There we go. There we go. So, the look, the... It's still the possibility is still there. I'm, I'm I'm holding out. We'll finish the season eight nine. You know I'm 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 really kind of upset because if you factor in those three games that we blew, you know we'll be looking at as of right now nine and six sitting pretty. But I, 
I know we can't. I know we can't go back in the past, but man, I just. And and Will, we we had we did a we had five people on the show before the season started, and we came up with this eleven and six prediction. Okay. And we we were actually only really off on the first four games. If you look, we only collectively, you know, if there, if three people chose a win or a loss, you know, we went that way because they out, you know, they overruled the other two. So. Uh, it's not updated, but the Browns was obviously a loss, and the Cardinals was a win like we thought they would be. We actually thought we would lose that Vikings game, and we won it, so we kind of made up a game. So, I, you know, you're right. We could we could have we could easily be have been looking at eleven and six if it wasn't for just a couple of defensive meltdowns, right? Correct, and 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 with better coaching, I'm 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 gonna say that one more time with better coaching. We, we could have won that game in Chicago versus Minnesota. Mm -hmm. uh, we could have had a better opportunity to win that game against Tampa Bay because we were down 2017, and, and we ran a screen, played three consecutive times out of the same formation. Like, it's like, man, I'm telling you, right? We had a fifth-place schedule, and in the second year of a rebuild, gentlemen, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. gentlemen, we could be staying realistically – at this point right here at about 11 and four going into this Falcons game. Mm -hmm. So, so people laugh when I said, you know, 15 and two, that was like the fan in me, but realistically I said 12 and five because I looked at the schedule and that's not including the saints game that we could have, should have won. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we had the momentum in that and that was with Tyson, you know, at the ham. So when you look at with better situational play calling, better personnel grouping, like, stop trying to get cute. What's working in the moment and in real time? What's working? Mm -hmm. And in every game that we've lost, that we've had momentum, the run game was was working to some degree. And then we tried to get cute, and we either had uh, a, a turnover or we had a missed third down opportunity all because of wrong personnel groupings or wrong play calling or, or running a third and one sweep with Tyler Scott when the, the tall sweep had been working with Bayless Junk. Like, for, for us to be able to see this as fans, it baffles me that we've wasted a season where we had another number one pick and we could have made the playoffs, which would have been great in the year two of a rebuild, not only for Pose, because he did all the player acquisitions, but it would have looked good on Flus's resume where we're not sitting here saying Flus has to go because he keeps making bad decisions as the CEO of the team. That is so well said because they could be sitting here after going three and 14, making the playoffs and still end up with the first pick in the draft. <laughs> what a position that is to be in. And if we're in that position and we win those freaking two, three games, we're not even divided as a fan base like we are right now over the whole Justin Fields controversy because we win those games. Wins are all that matter. Yes, sir. And you you win those games, everyone's like, yeah, let's just let's just keep balling with Justin. But when you lose, now you start pulling out the binos and looking at everything, the coaching, 
the player. Okay, well, guess what? We was up two scores against Detroit, and we blew the lead, and Justin, in 28 seconds, didn't lead us down the field for a game-time field goal, which, realistically, he should have never been in that predicament in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because us, if Justin was running all over Detroit like he always does, and you go into a four-minute offense, I'm not going to run a halfback dive two times and get us behind the sticks. Matter of fact, on the first on the first down play, I'm running RPO option with Justin. It's been working the whole time. Give him an option to either keep it or get out on the edge and throw it. Yeah. All we needed to do is move the chain. Same thing against the Broncos. We like the Broncos gave up 70 points the week prior. We jumped out to a 28-7 lead, and what do we do? We automatically go. I look, I and, and all of us have known this since, since Little League. When you play prevent, prevent normally prevents you from what winning. Winning. <laughs> you know what pisses, what pisses me off about that game? Justin would have had 24 straight completions if it wasn't for that that hail mary before halftime. That's kind of like, uh, fuck. Get, get the Neggy thing ready, Walt, because I'm about to say the name. Nagy. I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought. When he decides to kick like a 65 yarder with uh, Cairo Santos after he was on like a 30 kick streak, come on, man, just just kick the freaking ball. That's it. Go for the field goal. That's it. Worst case is 31, 31. Yeah. Worst case. Yeah. And the next play, what happens? Yeah. Russell Wilson throws a 47 yard bomb. Yeah. To the wide receiver, I forgot his name, and they are already in position. It, yeah, like like Just. the play calling, the coaching, and then when you watch these post game uh, conferences, and you you didn't know in that situation that DJ Moore was on the sideline in the red zone when you need to have your second best player on offense on the field, like. If you're the CEO, you're the architect of the team. How, like that, and that let me know because I know Alan Williams had just gotten fired. So his focus was primarily on the defense. But that means that Getsy is running the offense. And we can sit here and say, well, hold up. Look at this person. Look, why would we not go on 12 personnel? It's been working all game. Give just an option. If he come out, bootleg, uh, waggle, roll out, play action. Just like against the Cardinals, you got you had Mercedes Lewis standing in the back of the end zone for like I counted at least twenty seconds wide. <laughs> Here, let's look at it. It's just, this is actually my favorite play of the game. Let's see. I have to go over here so I can play it. Yeah. Like this, I I love just the 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 faking that went on here in this play, and then the oh man, that zip. Zip. Did you see the zip on that play? Like, so yep. and as usual, yep. Lucas Patrick, he's the first one. And I'm surprised they ain't called holding on him, luckily. Look, look, Lucas is on the ground. Did y'all see that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back. Look that's, at Lucas. Look at 62. You can, you can, you can flick through the game and five that five or six times a game almost. At a Every minimum. Game. Yes. But you want Justin to stay in the pocket and, and step up when the majority of his pressure comes from mm -hmm. up the middle. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I will I, I like we can win with Justin. I think he will continue to get better. He will like he's never really been taught to be anticipatory. Like that's what people fail to realize. I followed Justin since high school, Georgia, Ohio State. He's always been a big game hunter. And that and that's what people like he's been a pocket quarterback, but he's always had talent at every every level. When you go to Ohio State, he had Olave. He had Garrett Williams. He had um, uh, Jackson Jumpy. Like he's yeah, all, he had Jameson Wim. Like he's always yeah. had top two. And all of those guys are what either great route runners or they're burners. Mm-hmm. Other than DJ Moore, who's they had in Chicago? Like he had good report the first year with Darnell Mooney. But as y'all can see, because of the play calling now with with Gessie, the first option is DJ Moore. The second option is Cole Komet. The third option is the running back. People people not even paying attention to the route tree, the route concepts, the progressions. So Mooney is the fourth option. Mooney should be, at a minimum, the third. Mm-hmm. I understand Cole Komet has to be a, play a bigger role because of the money that he was paid. I get it. I get all that. But fourth option? Like, they literally phased him out of the offense. Why do you think that is? Because I've been trying to search for the answer myself. Do you think it is because of Komet, or do you think it's because of the con- the, uh, the looming contract? Do you think it's it's just he doesn't fit? Uh, you know, from a business perspective, if, real, if realistically you don't want to pay this guy, you're not going to really showcase him in the offense. Like, like it's really common sense. The the, the people that are, are being showcased in the offense are the ones that the DJ Moore and Cole Komet, the, the, the two highest-paid skill positions, on, on offense mm-hmm. so you could just you could look at the play calling you can look at the offense the, the personnel grouping and that in itself will tell you the thought process that he's not being incorporated other than blocking mm-hmm. that he's not in the long-term plans which he's not doing well the cleveland game why do we lose four four from one like if, if, if Mooney makes that block, that, that corner comes up, man, you got two options. Justin can run or he can just lob it. Even if he throws it to the sideline to D.J. Moore, that's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mooney makes that block, though, Will, and, and he picks up that first time down on the run around the end. 98 times out of 100, he's going to do that. Yes. You know what I mean? He's, yes. he's he saw it. He's like, oh, that's it. I got that first down. There's no sense taking the risk. I got it. Correct. And then think about this guy against think- Detroit in Detroit on that bomb. Okay, everybody's focusing on DJ Moore. Why was it that Mooney running that route versus Tyler Scott? Like, we watched Mooney last year make one-hand grabs against Minnesota, a grab against the Giants. So mm-hmm. he understands how to run through the routes versus like Tyler Scott doesn't. He throttles down and then tries to speak like no, because he lost. He, like I would rather you overrun the ball than underrun the. Like you, you learn that in, in Pee Wee football as a wide receiver, especially if you're running a go route. Mm-hmm. So why would they put Tyler Scott, a rookie, in that position versus Darnell Mooney? So I, I don't it, know. It, like the moments, and, and I know it's a growing opportunity for, uh, for for Tyler, but in those moments, if I'm not going to DJ Moore, Cole Komet, I need to be going to Darnell Mooney. 
Mm-hmm. So I agree. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so e- either Luke Gessie is incompetent as an offensive play caller, or they really don't think too highly of Moon to put him in a position to compliment more, to compliment Cole Komet in the offense as a third option. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to have your running back running a fly route, even a, a wheel route. Yeah, and the play was wide open. Like that's what I'm saying. When 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 Ryan Pose talks about the details, that that's the details in which he speaks. Like that Cleveland game, Robert Tunyon, that, that was a touchdown. That was a 75 yard touchdown. Like there's absolutely no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that drop hail mary for Darnell Mooney. I'm sorry. That looked like a glitch in the matrix. It was so such a weird drop. He did the same thing last year against Washington, but he caught it on the outside of the touch. Like, yeah. like plays like that, when you get the opportunity, you got to make them. I'm sorry. Like, hey, it, it's it's football. You got to make a play when your number's called. And 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 other than DJ Moore and Cole Komet, who on offense consistently makes a play other than Justin Fields? Yes, you're damn right. I, I want to get in that in a second. Foster, let's get to the chat here. We haven't said hi to our chat yet tonight. Leonidas, thanks for joining us. DVD. Don Burr. Don Burr's hanging out with us tonight. Wow. We're privileged tonight with Don Burr in the house. Cliff Victoria. (laughs) Mark Kazak. Leo Factor. Thanks for joining us, guys. Plank. You guys are awesome. Cliff. Oh, Mr. by the way, Victoria, uh, Victoria Mark Kazek, Mr. May in 69. Yep. P- in, PJ, in the huddle. PJ's saying hi from his sick bed. In the huddle, Chicago, CB Sickles. That is uh, Walt's new channel that he has created. He's putting out some cool videos out there. So check that out. You want to plug that real quick, Walt? Well, I got the one video there. I mean, they can go check it out if they really want to. Yeah, you'll I mean, be. I, 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 I would. I would enjoy it. I have a Montez Sweat coming up. One coming up too. Exactly. I, I just got to put it together now. Shameless plug for your channel. <laughs> that was shameful, Duncan. Uh, James Ford just stopped in here. James, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, there's a couple things here. Leonidas is saying Fields is a gigantic part of the problem, and you know, I, I on this channel, I have as I like to call it, pontificated a lot. I've pontificated a lot. I, I've played devil's advocate to every situation. I try to look at both sides of every equation and just to make sure I'm coming up with, you know, a level-headed frame of thought. And so I've gone down the Caleb Williams Avenue. I've gone down the, is Justin Fields good enough Avenue? Is it is it the, is it the Luke Getzey is the problem Avenue? And there's just so many different things I've come up with. And the most recent one is I, I listen, I don't really follow college football much. And I didn't realize that players actually sit out fucking bowl games. Which to me is a, no, to me is a travesty. If you are in a if your team made it to a bowl game and you are sitting out because of draft capital or whatever, to me as a fan that's letting your team down. Like to me, as someone who played that team sport, all, albeit, you know, in high school, that that's a team, it's a team sport. 
So to sit out a game, a bowl game, to me, is just wrong. And for that reason, I have completely even removed the equation of Caleb Williams as a Chicago Bear from my head because I don't want that guy sitting out a game because his toe hurts and it's too cold out. Because that's the kind of person to me that sits out a, a, a big game like that that you have you have built yourself up to with your team and you sit it out. So, well, Drake, every one of them, Leonidas, to me, that's that's bullshit. And I'd like to get your, your guys' take on this once I'm done with my little mini rant here. But for that, and with the way that this team has played and they've rallied around Justin and Justin is playing his ass off and the way that he's just able to move around and create plays out of nothing. Does he see every open guy down the field? No. Would you? Are you saying that you're so much better as an armchair quarterback that you're going to see that guy open when you're running to, the, to your left? So, I mean, even though, face. yeah, and people are complaining that DJ Moore was wide open when he threw it to Komet and Komet still caught it for 35 yards. So, yes, if you end up with the first pick in this draft, you got to roll with with you got to roll with Justin, man. You got to trade that pick. And I'd like to know what you guys think based on. First off, I'd like to start with you, Foster. What do you think about Caleb Williams or any other player, Drake May? Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. sitting out their bowl games because of their draft stock. I, you know, here, it's a team game, man. You're not just out there for yourself. You're out there for your teammates also. There's, there's what, 90, 100 guys, 130 guys on some of these college rosters. Um, you can look at it this way. I'm giving somebody else an opportunity. What did that dude throw last night? Like six touchdowns or something? So, so I mean, that was great for him. But I, I'm, you're out there for the rest of your teammates because – you can possibly help them to improve their own draft stock. I, I want to help my teammates unless I'm injured or I'm going to be a detriment to the team. You know, that's how I wouldn't want to be on the field. All right, guys, go, go have a great game. I'm going to stand here. I'll be with, with you guys hundred percent. So that's how I look at that. That's my take on it. Um, can, if I can just add to that, Justin Fields played in his bowl game and got his ribs broken and played the, hit the best game of his fucking career. Yep. Still See? to this day. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. um, as far as what was you two we were talking about, Caleb Williams? No, sitting man, up, know, yeah. Uh, Drake yeah, Mason, sitting out. But then you talk. I, I just I gave you my take on what I think of a college player that that they should play if they're healthy and everything's right. They should play not only for them, for their teammates, for the fans. Mm -hmm. They pay to watch this stuff. It's like PJ. PJ paid all that money to go see. Uh. Richardson with the Colts and he gets there and, and they don't even play him at all. And I understand that that was preseason. That's a little different, but this is a bowl game. He's like, no, I he already got my Justin and they didn't I play don't Justin. To play anymore. What? Yeah. He went to see Justin and they didn't play Justin. Oh, is that what I thought he wanted to see rich? Oh, I don't remember, but you, you, you get the idea. He, he specifically bought tickets to that game to go see. He wanted to see both of them. And I don't think. Right. They didn't play either of them, but he wanted to see Justin. Them, right? yeah. So he got burned yeah. out of both of them. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing was, you know where I stand on this, man. I, I want to trade that pick down and turn it over. I want two picks next year, and I want to pick up as much draft capital because I've said this last week. I've been saying it for a few weeks, guys. We don't, we're not three or four players away. We need 10 more guys on this team. We don't have the greatest depth. 
I said it last week, man. We could use two more guards and two two more centers. Because who's the who's the? I mean, I don't even have to go to go on with my ramble there. Right. But um, as far as Justin's concerned, man, I was reading all the stuff from Leonidas. If you want to put it up, he's basically saying that Fields is a big part of this problem with the team. Fields makes mistakes like every other quarterback. I sat I sat and watched Jimmy Garoppolo miss uh, Jacoby Myers wide open for three touchdowns in one game. Because he's got guys coming at him in his face. And you can't – if you've ever played quarterback, I played it really little. And, and, and as a younger man, that's a damn difficult position, man. I mean, it's it's insane, all the things that you got to be aware of at one time. Mm-hmm. So so that makes it difficult. Yeah. And and then from the beginning, there's been mistakes. Getsy. I mean, we, we just – Will, excellent, excellent take on Getsy. I'm with you, man. He, there's it, There's too many issues there. But throughout the season, and this has gotten a little better as time has gone on, there's been guys running – some of the running backs running in the wrong lane. Receivers not running the right route. Getsy spacing on some of these, these pass plays. Why why do you force Fields to throw into a window where there's three receivers and five defenders? You, you've just made it harder on the guy. So there's there's too many variables, and, and with Fields – I, I, we're seeing progression, man. And, and if you give this guy another another season, another 10 games, and I just believe that we're going to see more of what Lamar has become where he can do either, man. He can sit there in the pocket and pass it. He can make time. He, that game two weeks ago, Lamar was taking eight, 10. I think one of, one of his pass plays before he threw the ball, it was 10.3 seconds. I mean, they timed it. They had the clock on it. And everybody, like the other night, I was saying this last night with a couple people in a chat, and they're like, well, that was planned. I'm like, do you think that was planned for, for Lamar Jackson to avoid two sacks and then flip the ball down the field for 30 yards? You're telling me that was planned? Right. No. Right. I, I'm just saying, you, I, I got to stick with Justin, man. There's there's too much there. And, and Caleb Williams and Drake May, they may look great in college and everything, but what is it? like two first round quarterback picks out of like eight in the last 23 years. There's only two guys who've been successful being drafted at number one. And that's the Manning brothers. Cause they both won Super Bowls. Nobody else can say that. And so now, now they're I'm, making money in college. So it's, so their head's getting bigger yeah. when they're in college. It's already inflated. That was the other thing, and I want to touch on all this with you guys because nobody brought this up. They keep bitching about, oh, well, then you got to sign Fields to a $200 million contract. And I'm like, maybe you do in two years because you can lock him and Bajan up for the next two seasons for, I believe, under $33 million with both their contracts. You're not going to get two quarterbacks anywhere that at least can win you games for $33 million, not one, two. Yeah. And then secondly – if he's coming out as the first draft pick, what's his what's his pay the first year? Isn't it seven million dollars, or is that what he's going to make next year just on endorsements? Well, uh, who? Well, the first round pick gets gets a oh. nice chunk of change. So the first couple of years that... aren't that much, though. It's the it's the back end years. Okay, isn't it? I just I'm looking at the first few picks, and I believe it's way different one through five than when you get to six through twenty. Oh yeah, way it different. is. Yeah. So, like, if Justin's costing six million, what what would we we pay be paying Caleb Williams next year, and then to set the program back a year, maybe two years, because we've got to develop a new quarterback in the system. 
I don't know. I'm going to shut up because I want to hear what you guys got to say. I could go on, <laughs> but I will not sit here all night because I will. What's your <laughs> thoughts on on uh, on college players sitting out full games for drafts capital or for, for their draft status? Well, <laughs> oh, good. We're back on topic now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, you all, you all made valid points on there. Um, you know, like you were saying, Jordy, you know, you got to play for the team, which is true. And, uh, you know, people are spending money on these tickets to come see you. But, I mean, college is a little different than pro football. A lot of these guys support the school diehard. Either they, it's their alma mater or it's a local school. And they're going to go watch the school succeed. It's not just any one player. You see that more so in the NFL, that people come to see one player like we had with PJ. Uh, you know, yeah, I was to the point where yeah, I was kind of really upset. You know, guys were taking bowl games off. You know, but at the same time, I look at it as they do give an option to another player who may be around after they're gone to better his position on the team mm-hmm. and get to be seen on the national stage where maybe if he was there, they don't. So, you know, I can see both sides of it. Okay. I don't see it as necessarily a bad thing, though. You know, and like you said, you have the incidents where guys like Justin Fields broke his rib. I mean, he played a great game, but still you could have avoided that whole situation in its entirety. Yeah, but it really, it really like is the game everyone will remember him for, for eternity. Right. Well, what do you think? Well, you know, it's unfortunate because I, I think with um, all these guys sitting out, it's really devaluing um, the whole playoff system because if a lot of these guys are top 10, 15, first round, draft picks more than likely even though a lot of them have insurance taken out they're, they're going to sit out because they don't want to risk an injury in this bowl game which is going to derail <clears throat> their professional opportunity or their professional you know uh, draft status so you know it sucks for college football because a lot of people that are alumni and fans they come from all over the country and when you spend the money on hotels and flights or driving like it sucks like you go to like florida state like jared burst he's sitting out trey benson he's sitting out uh keon coleman he's sitting out you know between the people that sit now and the people that sit in the transfer portal like the, the florida state versus georgia game like realistically it's gonna be like a summertime jv scrimmage so when 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 you look when you look from that perspective like because i I follow Florida State, but I, I wouldn't go to that game now seeing, you know, Brock Bowers. He's not – like, when you look at both sides, like, why, why would you want to go support that product and spend all that money when realistically you know you're not going to see the premier players that led both universities to that point, even though I still think Florida State got shafted because they wanted Alabama um, to be because Alabama does what? They draw a much bigger – uh, pay t- payday, and they can say Jordan Davis is Jordan Travis. You know his injury played a role in that. But last time I checked, football is a team sport, and Florida State has one of the top defenses in in, in college football. So, you know, when you just look at the the poly, I don't say politics, I say politics of of, of what's going on in in college football and in, in somewhat in the NFL. You know, you have to be really careful. Because, uh, you know, we get so caught up into the overall product 
and we don't look at what's going on behind the scene um, to, to, to really extort and exploit us for a lot of money, but we're not getting any return on investment on the product. Mm -hmm. That's well said. I want to shift. Uh, I want to shift gears now to Getsy, because one of my one of my fears is I, I don't want Justin. My assumption at this point is that Flus. I mean, let's look at it realistically. Flus has won twice as many games as he did last year. Have they all been? Has he lost? Has the defense lost some games that he was coordinating? Yes, but is he the head coach and is he is he doing two jobs? Yes. Uh, has he hired Phil Snow to help him? Yes. Has Phil Snow done a good job helping him? I would say the progressive or the the overall consensus answer would be yes. So, considering what's been on his plate for Flus, and considering um, you know Getzey himself was just a quarterback coach and he and he himself has been learning uh you know on on the go himself just like Flus as a head coach also as a defensive coordinator doing doing both at the same time so i i i'm not sure that i really want Justin to to learn a new offense next year is there is has there been enough seen cuz i this last game I've noticed the plays because I, I was kind of pounding the table for where are their coaching tree plays? You know, Getsy hasn't really had any coaching tree plays that we've recognized from the Rams where, you know, the Packers head coach came from. We haven't recognized very many of the plays from the Packers offense. They seem to be just a different, his own version of it. So I'm wondering if, I'm seeing, you know, progressively a little bit more and more some of these plays that I've been kind of pounding the table for. And I think we saw some of them in this past game. And there was more under center that I'm used to seeing, which I which I think we all like to see. So I, I'm I, I'm just wondering is do we give up on Getsy? Or is there enough? It, obviously, there's two games left, but let's say we win those games. Let's just say that somehow we do make the playoffs. Let's just not even let's not even go there because that's like that's way too much projection. But I'm just wondering, what are your guys' thoughts on actually having Justin Fields start over with a new offensive coordinator as opposed to um, riding out another year with Getsy year three? Let's see what they can do with 303 of the offense. No. Sorry. <laughs> Enough. You know, all, all you got to say to this is There you go. All I'm going to say is look, wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. Shane Day Lane line 1, Greg Roman line 2. Let's go. Yeah, Greg Roman would be nice. Let's go. But do you really want you really want Justin learning a new offense again? Well, that's why I said Shane Day and Greg Roman, because now you got two people want it, it's not just the offense. Like, look at Justin's footwork. Go back and look year year one and go back and look now. Like Getsy has literally screwed up Justin's footwork. 
and Andrew Janoko, you're the quarterback coach. Like, who has Andrew Janoko developed? I I'm going to sit here and wait. I'll wait. Who has Janoko developed as a quarterback in the NFL? Because I'm, I'm not seeing it. Like, we in year three, we shouldn't be seeing sloppy footwork, you know, because the footwork on, on a three-step, five-step, seven-step, all like people saying he missing throws and like again. So if your footwork is messed up, even if Mooney or Komet is running wide open down the scene, unless you throw it, you know, off like if your footwork footwork is not synchronized uh, with with the uh, with the with the play with you know three step, five step, seven step, you know, with the route concept, that's an issue in itself, and it shouldn't be to this point in year three. Game, I mean, week 17, where I'm seeing sloppy footwork. I'm just I, like, like when I noticed that, one thing I, I can say about Bajit, his drop back is clean. Yeah. That's what I want to see with Justin's drop. I, I want to see a nice, clean drop back. So when you hit the that back foot and that first progression or, 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 or second is not open, guess what? Bam. You, you, you can take off mm -hmm. because now you're stumbling trying to reg regain your, your 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 posture in the pocket and then now that that deters the rhythm of your wide receiver like it, it it's, it's all intertwined and that's why it, it looks so jumbled up a lot of times mm -hmm. like it's yeah. not it's not consistent and mm -hmm. I and I know I know Getsy he's not publicly going to go out there and and say that okay Justin his footwork is jacked up. His pocket presence is not where it needs to be because ultimately that becomes an indictment on him and on Andrew Janoko because mm -hmm. that shows your inability to ineffectively develop. Like, like you got a Lamborghini, but you treat it like it's a Ford Fusion. <laughs> yeah. Because we I mean, got in a tape, like, 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 like Justin's delivery, you know, patting the ball and, 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 and lack of anticipation. Like, if again, if you go back and watch him at Ohio State, Georgia, the 707, when he, he beat down Trevor Lawrence, when he was like the number one quarterback in that camp. When you go back and look at all that, you can see like mm -hmm. one, two, three, ball out, boom, the zip, everything, the timing, the accuracy, all that. So from Matt Nagy, lame duck coaching staff, and, and, and Bill Lazor, you know, he did an adequate job. And then now you go to Gassy. Guess he wants to go from left foot to right foot first. Like you're trying to turn him into Aaron Rodgers. Well, Justin is not Aaron Rodgers. Like we all know Aaron Rodgers was a timing guy in that West Coast offense. One, two, three, ball out. Mm -hmm. Then when he did um, manipulate the pocket, he did it to do what? To get a big play down the field, not to run. Like Justin is 88 out the gate. He ain't about to play around. Why? Because more than likely you get pressure right up the middle. He like he almost has PTSD at this point. So you mm -hmm. first of all, we gotta solidify. I don't care who the quarterback is, but since we all rolling with Justin, you gotta solidify that interior. Uh we gotta make sure we get some depth because as you can see, the last two, three years, injuries have derailed us on mm -hmm. the especially on the interior side. You know, it's unfortunate that Braxton Jones got hurt this year with the, with the stinger in his neck, but we, we, we need three, at a minimum, three solid interior lines with, with two of those being center, uh, center guard capability, 
And we we, we need a, a swing tackle because Larry Bourne, your years of service, God bless. You. But uh, it's time to move for you to move on to greener pastures. <laughs> yeah, I like everything you said there because we all. I mean, I I know I I saw it. I was getting in trouble with Walt here on the channel for my my love of those things that you were talking about with Tyson Bagent, just his rhythm and timing in the offense, his footwork, the ball coming out on time. He's thrown it to seven different receivers, you know. Uh, but I, I was wondering if if it's because he was trying so hard to turn him into Aaron Rodgers that he was overthinking, right? And it seems like the same thing happened last year, and then they just kind of got away from that, and then they, they sort of work into his strengths, and next thing you know, he's almost breaking a rushing record. And then this season kind of starts off slow, and now we're it's almost like since the injury – he he has been working, I think, better within the offense. The footwork is still not there, but the ball has been coming out quicker. That's for sure. Would you agree with that? Uh, on some plays, I, I saw one pass last week to Cole commit on the out route. Out route, you know, if the footwork would have been cleaner, and again, anticipating that Cole is going to break out, ball should have been out. It gave it gave the safety, and of course the safety he wasn't threatened by Cole's speed. So in order to compensate for the lack of Cole's speed, the timing has to be where okay, five yards, ball is already out before Cole is breaking. But you know with Cole, you have to be careful because he tried to do that against the Broncos and it ended up in an interception. You know, whereas you know us, at a minimum, we know how to play the position to at least. Uh, use your body as a shield to to create a, a incomplete pass, but you know it's like Cole sometimes allow these smaller DBs to box him out, and he doesn't really fight. He doesn't fight for the ball the way if I'm a quarterback for me to trust to throw it to a spot and pray that he's there with anticipation and then not get picked off and 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 going the other way for a pick six. So it, it, it's trust, you know, it's anticipation. You got you like you gotta you gotta like when people are just saying Justin 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 you gotta look at and understand the full gamut of what Justin's being asked to do and you saw the frustration this past game with with Gessie, whether it was under center or pistol because like with, with the personnel the play call and everything has to synchronize and you know I think we all can agree we don't want to see no more tight end sneaks. Justin is 6'4", 230. At a minimum, we should be seeing tush-push. Like, we should have a, a heavy package, which we really haven't seen this year. We do more third-and-one sweeps to, to Trent Taylor or, 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 or Tyler Scott. And, hell, like, why we just can't line up and go downhill and touch them in the mouth? Like, mm -hmm. it, it's like we don't have that in our play calling. Or maybe Guess he doesn't trust the offensive line to get the movement, to get one yard. Or, or like we four or five games we could have won. If you go back and look, it was it was it was a time and space in those games where because we didn't have like a tush push or a brotherly shove like the the, the the eagle, like we didn't get the necessary movement. Or we ended up running a play that lost two or three yards and you know that that ended up being the, the the pivotal play in the game that cost us mm -hmm. a win. 
So when people just say Justin, 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 like, and that's why I say what we're doing now, you know, the the DIY, the media at our level now, I think is great because I think long term we're going to usurp <clears throat> the national pundits like you know First Take and um, FS1 speak because those guys realistically aren't watching what we're watching. You know what I'm saying? They looking at oh, Justin's eight and twenty six. Mm-hmm. No one's saying oh, the defense. Gave up 31 points. Right. Or Bob Tunyon on that on, on that wham block. Go look last week on the wham block when Roshan Johnson had the ball on 31, getting ready to run up the middle. Bob Tunyon said, Guess what? I don't want none of that action. And he clearly whiffed on the wham block. And, and what happened? Roshan got stuffed. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, one, Luke has to know his personnel, their strengths and their weaknesses. So Cole Komet wasn't in the game. Why? Because he was hurt. He had the thigh bruise. So you got Tunyon, who is not a downhill blocker in the fullback. You got – why you ain't got Carter Blasting game? Like, like stop being – every time he's tried to be the smartest person in the room, it's been a catastrophe. I know. It's got the Nagy syndrome going on. That's why I say we need somebody like the reason why I say Roman would be a good addition because y'all got to understand too, all the top tier offensive coordinators are off the market. And the ones that are coming right now, they don't want to get paid like point blank period. Either they're looking for head coaching jobs. So either you go get someone out of college or you get someone like a rock. Because if you bring in uh, Jim Harbaugh as a head coach, you know, he's going to want to bring his entire staff. That's why I know that Jim Harbaugh is not. Like it's, it's it's not happening. Like that that that's not a move that the McCaskey would ever consider making because Harbaugh's gonna come in. He's gonna want to bring his own staff. He's gonna probably want a percentage of the organization. Like he's gonna have some outlandish requirements that I know the Chargers, uh, the Spanos, they they might meet those um, requirements, but the McCaskies, more than not, it's not gonna happen. At the expense of. Two or three Super Bowl wins with the new stadium. I mean, wouldn't you want to give him anything he wants? Well, no. his pet, his pet, like you know, to a degree, yeah. But to a degree, like you don't want to give up too much power either, because mm-hmm. you know they don't want to have something that becomes toxic where you can't control it either. True, because it, you know you see what's going on in Ann Arbor, like like Harbaugh realistically. Is becoming a, a, a second tier Nick Saban, or like a like a the, like the Bill Belichick of college college coaches. Correct. But yeah. the thing is, I know with Harbaugh, the culture, just like with Mike Tomlin, we'll have an actual culture where it won't be all this tongue in cheek. It won't be all this. Um, not knowing or understanding what's going on on a day-to-day basis and and and, and, and the cloak and dagger and, and listen to someone, which, you know, when, when you hear Flu speech, uh, you know, I get it. He wants to protect his players and he wants to protect himself. But, like, we're pretty intelligent. We can kind of read between the lines. And guess what? If it quacks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, more than likely it's a what? It's a duck. Mm-hmm. And when you had not one – but two personnel, you know, get cited for, uh, you know, 
conduct unbecoming, that's under your watch. When you got an offensive coordinator that has shown the inability to conform to his personnel and put his quarterback in the best position consistently to win. Now, I tell time, if Justin doesn't execute, I'm the first one, like that interception of the 39-yard run, I'm like WTF over. But again, if I'm the OC, guess what I'm going to call? I'm going to do a toss. I'm going to have Bayless in there, run a toss sweep, or run a wham with, with Herbert, at least the next two plays. Why? One, because I want Justin to get his breath. But two, we, we was running down their throat the entire 60 minutes. Yes, we were. We do that. Like everybody on the Cardinals, if you watch it, it was a business decision. Like, Justin realistically could have scored on that run. I don't know why he slid, because Tyler Scott threw a good block, and, and if it was one person coming from the left, he wasn't trying to tackle Justin. He just – he didn't want to seem like he was loafing. Right. Justin like, beats him anyways. That's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't even Man, have an Yeah, I, And Man, I get it. Justin, he didn't want to take an unnecessary hit. But me personally, I don't know. Like, like I would have went on and took it to the house, me personally. But – and, and and that's what we we've been clamoring for all year. So if you take that away, now we gotta focus. And I know a lot. I hear a lot of people saying, "Well, you know, when you do rollouts and waggles and boots, you know, it, it takes away half of the field." And I'm like, "Hmm, okay, yeah, that that might have some validity to it." But here, yeah, when he's doing straight drop back, nobody's open. Two hundred and thirty. Uh- 39 total carries for 250 yards for a team average of 6.4 yards per carry and two touchdowns. Every single person that touched the ball in the running game had four yards per carry or more. So, yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Man, it just you could do that all day long and just open up whatever you want. I want to uh, – Bersky um, uh, shared a video that he made with us uh, kind of – I think it says this is the comparison. To, I know we're off subject now, but uh, the comparison, I think, I think in the footwork or the, what we were talking about between it's, agent and fields. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the drop off should have been bigger. Coaches are so much easier to fire. There we go. Uh, should I, should I play the volume? Because we've seen players getting better because they're young men, right? They're 22, 23, 24 years old. It, sometimes it just takes the right guy to teach you something and then you know you pick up on something new and now you're you're really really good at football directly to answer i think if you go in with the same coaching staff and the same quarterback i think you're just asking for that'll remind me of the last matt Nagy year of this just like disjointed hot mess where no one communicates well and nobody knows how to be on the same page i think if you go into next year with the same staff and just new draft picks I expect nothing different. I don't care how good your draft picks are. I think you're a seven or eight win team. <laughs> so you're saying fire the staff. <laughs> Thanks, Bersky. So that does kind of actually go along with what you're saying. You're saying Tomlin, right? Well, oh, did I say Tomlin? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I would definitely either Tomlin or Harbaugh. Like if I'm, a, I'm a listen. Like I'm not gonna give up. It, 
you know, with Tomlin, I'm sure to be something similar to like um, Sean Payton. You know, they won't draft capital and things of that magnitude. So, you know, as far as far as that, like other than like a, a fifth or something like that, I'm not giving up no high premium draft choices. You you already got a second that was a first in the in the Chase Claypool. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna stiff me again. But at the end of the day, like. You know, realistically, and, and then I think as well, you know, it, it has the game passed tumbling by because, you know, I think the last time he won, what, 2010? And now he's had issues with Claypool, with Deontay Johnson, with uh, George Pickens. Like all his skill guys, like it's been a lot of problems. So I, I'm, I'm looking at that. Has the game transition and, and, and move past him but again we know what we're getting it's going to be candid it's going to be like straight in your face this is what's going to happen it, it's, it's it's my way or the highway it's not going to be oh Claypool is upset because the first game against the Packers you know he he didn't get to be his name wasn't originally scheduled to be called out as a starter so he was upset about that like what so so instead of just saying get your ass out there you know, we 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 placate to to him and say, okay, well, we're gonna we'll add your name so they can call you out on the PA so you can feel important. What? Right. What? Earn like, no, get your ass on the sideline. I deactivate you right now before we even go out there. That that that's my mindset as a coach. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and placate to you because at the end of the day, if you go back and watch the Green Bay game, he was a part of the problem. Missing blocks, missing like. Whining. Like he was a like he really was an issue um in, in, in those first four games. And, and it was just by coincidence, it was ironic. Once we got rid of him, guess what? On play, on the field, the play on the field picked up. The details picked up. Like he's a six-four specimen. And I'm like, you should be out there just throwing people all over the field. And I'm like, you missing blocks. You let a five nine one seventy corner box you up like nah, like you you rather go back to France and be modeling and get on the runway than get out here and be physical, and inflict your will and right. like no, right. So yeah, it's that- like it's like look, right now we're in a great position to build out this team. I'm talking about depth and oh by the way, get more draft capital. For 25, 26, and, and whoever we trading with, we got to have a player too. So everything works in our favor. Like we got to play this smart. Like everybody keeps saying, because there's no guarantee that Drake May's going to be a superstar. There's no guarantee Caleb Williams going to be a superstar. Michael Penix, Bo Nix. Like, man, we go get Sam Hartman in the seventh round, and he might end up being better than those guys if he has the proper coaching. Mm-hmm. And you look at like to, to the Tomlin thing. What happens? He hasn't really won or been doing as well when the Hall of Fame quarterback retires, right? Correct. And most of the coaches, you look at them, they they all have all the great ones have a great quarterback. But if you were to get a Tomlin, what could he do with uh with the coaching staff that he hires around him to? get the best out of a quarterback with the skill set of Justin Fields. I want I just wonder what the draft capital would be. 
For a Tumblr? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they going to want, man, at a minimum, probably first? a first and a first and a third, I would say. Yeah. You'd, have to, you'd have to be rolling in draft picks to give up a draft pick for a head coach. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see look that. At, look at them doing that. Do you guys, though? Do you see no, draft I, picks I, I don't see that with a telescope at all. Yeah. And and then to get back to Harbaugh real quick, I haven't said anything on it because the only the only my thing is how long is he going to be here? Because he's going to wear out his welcome in four or five seasons. Oh, short term Harbaugh, it, he does it. He does it everywhere. I'm just saying. I, it doesn't mean that I'm right even. Just the appearance because it's look what happened in San Francisco. You know I don't know. I, I, and, and then all the stuff that's going on in Detroit. In, uh, at, at Michigan, if it's his dream job, though, to be the Bears' head coach, and let's just say he he wins us a Super Bowl or two, we get the new stadium built, we win a Super Bowl in that, even just one Super Bowl, you know, he would become the the new Mike Ditka of the town, and he could eventually he could essentially just retire from football uh, as a Bears head coach in five or ten years and then just move up into the front office. And be like you're, a, saying five, you're saying five or ten years. I just I, – and I'd like – and I'm a Harbaugh fan, dude. But I just – I just see him burning bridges because sometimes he's over the top. And, and you know what? That's – I should even take that back. Maybe I'm off there because that's – as you age, you, things change as you age, man. You, you learn things. You don't act the same way. Right. So I'm, I'm sure he's not – I would believe or I would think that he's not the same guy that he was at Stanford or at – at. Uh, he's not the exact same person he was at Stanford or at San Francisco. So so maybe I'm, I'm off base there. He learns from I his mistakes. Uh, I, don't see, I don't see him giving up any draft capital, capital for Tomlin because we talked about how that's Paul said. I'm going to build this team through the draft. Could take three or four years. I'm going to build this team through the draft. So I don't see him giving that up. The other thing you said, Will, real quick, and I'll shut up. I want to hear that, is I don't see the McCaskey bringing him back to Chicago. That's, I could be wrong. I just, I, I said that when we first started talking about him. I just, I think there's a problem there. And then with Warren being the president, their little flash is over a, a short period of time there when he was the commit. Uh, the head of the big Ten, so there's multiple reasons that i don't see that that's all i just uh, before you got i wanted me to cut you off well oh no you're good like like i said get, uh flus is a good hire that is not going to pose any problems he's not going to be like dicker you know storming in to to Hallis hall you know ready to light a fire you know more than likely you know he, he he's gonna sit back he's gonna listen to what's being disseminated from the top up, top down. And like I said, it, it like poses, he said it's going to be a three, at a minimum, three year rebuild. We're in year two. He got a six year contract. So at the end of the day, I, I, I don't see, unless the bottom falls out of this thing, I don't see Pose not fulfilling not only the three year rebuild, but the next three with all of, the capital and free agent acquisitions that he's brought that, that he's brought in and getting ready to bring in, I, unless there's a complete bottom out, I don't foresee 
because everybody keeps saying, oh, you know, he's a GM. He wants his own quarterback. But like he said, the, the quarterback is going to have to blow me away. Well, hell, the quarterback for USC last night, if that's the case, based off the system that Lincoln Riley uh, run, he blew us all away. Six touchdowns. That, like, that, but, but at the end of the day, I'm also look at when Caleb Williams played Notre Dame. He shriveled up. When Drake May played yeah. West Virginia, he shriveled up. Yeah. Like, like, like I'm looking at all that at the end of the day. So is that better than what I already have? And if I if if I know, which they know, they've evaluated, they've assessed. Okay, Caleb Williams fumbles a lot. Drake Williams, he he like he he does some risky things as well. If if Justin can stop the turnovers and we get him the necessary because we want Justin to be a force multiplier just like Montez Sweat. Because y'all see yeah. now Justin Jones got four and a half sacks and prior yeah. to uh, Sweat coming there, I think he might have had a half a sack. But see, people don't watch. Sweat mm-hmm. will go in and take up two, three blockers and shit. You got you mm-hmm. got Jones a, a straight unabated path to the quarter. Like we can just lay on the quarterback, he's gonna fall down. And that's a sack. Okay, sweat is a multiplier. That's the same thing we want with Justin. So if he doesn't have nobody other than Cole Komet and, and DJ Moore that's consistently catching the ball, well, of course he's going to have to run. Like, people are not looking at that. You know, we can sit there and be like, oh, receivers open all over the place. But when you look at, well, what is the OC doing to make the route? We don't see no crossing pattern. We don't see no slants. We see a hell of a lot of screens, though. We see a lot of that, but but it's not going vertical. They don't. It's horizontal. We don't have the personnel to block that. So that's why you see a lot of second and ten, second and twelve. We behind the sticks, and after that first game with, think about this guy. After that first game with with Bajic, the Chargers came in and said, "Huh, let me watch this film." And what they do, they play cover one and cover three. They shut down the flat. They said, we're going to force Bay to throw the ball down the field and whatever. He had damn near five interceptions. And against the Saints, same thing. Even though we came out and we punched the Saints in the mouth, and that should have been a win for us, I, <laughs> what happened? They, they, they ran cover one and cover three, and they put the clamps on Bajan once again. And then we, everybody said, well, we went two and two. So you telling me Justin couldn't have beat the Panthers or Justin couldn't have beat the Raiders? Like I'm like, stop, hey guys, stop the cap. Let's stop playing these games. Let's look at the reality of, of, of what's going on, what happened, based off of and, and, and Poe said it, and he's right. We, we, we were at about 70% complete. And when you look at the offense now, we still need a center. We need a left tackle. Whether you want to say Braxton Jones is a starting left tackle or not, worst case, he's a swing. We need a wide receiver, too. We need another tight end. We need a running back. I wouldn't be opposed to bringing in Saquon Barkley on a three-year, $30 million deal. Matter of fact, let's use the money for uh, Unique and, and allocate that toward Saquon next year because the running back the running back department in the, in the draft is very weak. Yeah. Because on defense, what do we need, guys? We need a three tech and another edge rusher, and that project's complete. And we, and we, we can get a free safety too. But I want yeah. a free safety that's gonna go. Can I get one that's a, a combination of a ball hawk and 
come in and lay a little lumber and and not be like oh oh matador like no uh -uh. <laughs> right he's trying to dance with him right yeah <laughs> uh -uh. i don't want to see that that's why i say you know when i look at different options of, of trades man like if you look at like the, the the Redskins or the Commanders, we can we can snag old Jonathan Allen. If you look at the Giants, if they want to trade with us, we can get Kayvon Thibodeau. The Patriots, we can get Christian Barmore. Hell, even if the if the Cardinals say, "Well, I want to come up to number one," I, look, throw in Buda Baker, but let me get them two first, a second, and then a twenty twenty five first too. Like like I'm I'm busting you upside the head as far as what I want to return. To even get on the telephone and start talking. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> and he's done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that's that's a great show. Thanks for all that. Will uh, you made excellent points, and uh, you guys have a great night. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey. Y'all get ready. It's go between now and April, and I know y'all planning on coming to Detroit, right? What? I said I know you planning on coming to Detroit, right? To to Detroit for what? That's for the draft at. Oh, Damn. it's close enough. Uh, shit, <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about trying to do the Senior Bowl prior to that. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. The senior bowl is closer to me. I'm near Atlanta. Oh, well, that's perfect for you. Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> Although uh Michigan is a good place for some for some stuff for some uh, legal activities there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I saw that when I was up there in Detroit the last time. I said, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, you did you go oh to you went to the last game, the last second Detroit game or the first one? I don't remember. I went to the one in um, Detroit at Ford Field. Yeah, but the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Go and ahead. as you can see, they're already they've already told their ticket holders for next year, we're raising the prices 85%. Like those tickets were like five hundred dollars. Wow. And now you're talking about raising them 85. Like they got a list of people ready. If you decline, because Detroit they haven't won since what for thirty years. They haven't they haven't won a championship since nineteen fifty seven. That's what I'm saying. So so you so I was meeting people that was just salivating that they were relevant again, like mm -hmm. like that. But but that's 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 the like I want us to have. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like I'm tired. Like I want us to be, and that's what I'm saying. This draft with the capital. And, and and the free agency cap space, this right here will make us relevant over the next. It, it's like like the eighties when it, when we could have won like four or five championships, like 84, 85, 86, 87, 88. Like we could have we could have been dominant if we'd have had a quarterback. We did have a quarterback, but that quarterback, if he could have stayed healthy. Well, if we had if we had the rules that are in place today, he probably would have stayed much healthier. Oh yeah, but if you take out the asshole in Green Bay, but that's John. Yeah, Charles Martin. I'm still looking yeah. at him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. A little scholar in the states looking for him, man. He was in he was in Michigan, Atlanta. I'm making it up. Man. 
<laughs> and that was that play. I, I, it, 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 well, the Browns over here skull drilling uh, the Jets. Well, are they? What's yeah. the score? 34-17. Holy yeah. So guess what? I, I, the Jets need a quarterback because, like, okay, Rodgers is coming back, but they, they've already said they're going to cut uh, Zach. So they, they, they need someone to groom. Like, it's at least 18. And I know people say, well, the Cardinals don't need a quarterback. Well, we would have thought the Broncos were going to need one either. <laughs> yeah, there's a list. There's a like nice these, list. Look, some of these owners got some deep pockets. Like they, like they'll eat and take that cap hit. The, the Broncos doing it right now. Mm-hmm. They'll take that cap hit. We, mm-hmm. but we know for sure that Washington will be going after the quarterback. Why? Because they're gonna have a new, new head coach, mm-hmm. and they're on a new ownership group. So the first thing that new ownership group, look, we just spent six billion dollars to Daniel Snyder. So. We need somebody that's going to come in and put ass cheeks in the seats. We got to start recouping that money ASAP. Yeah. So whatever we got to do, I'm telling you, Washington should be number one on our list to make that phone call because I know they're ready to give up whatever they need to to get Caleb Wynn. It's going to be a haul. It's going to be the type of it's going to be the type of thing that. Um, the the Cowboys built with all those with all that draft capital. It's a Walker trade. Yep, I mean two years in a row. God, look, please. And you can, can make it three. Pick. Yeah, you can make it three. You, you really could, man. You could trade it to the right team. Unless, unless you're at, unless you're at that certain point. Well, then then I then I, you know, I I, I was talking before. I was like, this year, this coming draft might have been the time to take the shot, but I I don't think it is. We we don't have enough pieces. We're we're that that offensive line. We need offensive linemen and wide receivers. And and like you mentioned, well, who do we got? Who signed for next year as a running back? Herbert's on the last year of his deal. Um, Foreman, we got Roshan's rookie contract. Foreman's a free agent. Uh, who's the guy we got from Seattle? Travis Homer. Travis Homer, right? Was that a one-year or two-year deal? I don't remember anymore because I haven't even – you don't it's see the guy. It's a two-year, but he's, strict, he's strictly special. Special team, team. right. So no one, no one. Look, if you put Saquon Barkley back there with Justin, oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> and and we can do, we can, we can spend money this year, especially if we trade back and, and pick up a bunch of rookies, you know, three or four rookie contracts of guys, Come five on. guys, four or five guys are going to be starters. And then guess what? Next year, Shadur Sanders is coming out. Like the next two years, you still got some quality quarterbacks coming out. If if Justin doesn't pan out, man, look, build a team like the like like the the 49ers, like the like the Ravens, build your team right now and build depth as well. Because guess back. what? Six goes million back to what said earlier. Yeah, six million dollars, yeah. that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then look, T. Higgins, he gonna be up because the, the Bengals ain't paying Burrow, Chase. Tyler Boyd and Higgins. Mm-hmm. And Higgins? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. you you add the free agents that we can get um, just by, you know, the attraction of of a Justin Fields-type player and, and all the draft capital that we're going to have. 
there's this damn it if we don't get 11 wins next year right <laughs> have you seen the schedule for next year I haven't no. seen it, but I know I know who they're playing. What's who oh. are they playing? What what division in the AFC are they playing? I forget. Man, they they going. play the AFC South. The South. The Texans in Houston. The Colts, the Titans. Oh my God. Let's eat. We play the Patriots <laughs> next year. We're gonna play the Cardinals again. We're gonna play the Washington Commanders again. Oh, come on. What are we talking about? That that's not, that's like easier schedule than this season was, man. Yes. For sure. For sure. Yes. And we're going to be better? Come on. And then I, I wanted to, to talk about this, too, real quick. I, I forgot to throw this in. because um, Maybe you might know even, Walt. I forget how many of Pace's guys we're still, play, we're still paying. Oh, we're my, still well, paying I, guys that, that Pace on. After this year, it won't – well, I know we're paying uh, – paying Tariq Cohen. We're paying um, Danny Trevathan. We're paying yeah. – uh, Robert Quinn, Matt, but this is the last year we got to pay any of them. Now, 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 next year if we if we don't find a trade partner for Eddie, we're gonna yeah. have him on the books for a couple mil, and we'll have Whitehair I think on the books for a couple mil. But guess what? That that'd be another eighteen twenty mil in in, in salary cap space. <laughs> What's Eddie Jackson making this next year? Boy, Eddie getting paid, but I ain't gonna lie to yeah. you. Yeah, Eddie getting it, it for the production we not getting, and I don't count nobody else's money. But damn, Here, here's my guy from Bedia's Bears Media Co. Uh, he's saying next year we've got only nine hundred thousand in, in dead cap hit next year. Nice. Uh, that's, that's that you, we'd never see that with pace. You'd never see anything like that. Yeah, next under, year uh, under a million, never with pace. That's what I'm saying. Every year, every year we were paying guys. How long did we? Are we? Is Leno still getting paid this year? Because I know he was last year. I'm, I'm just saying, man. No, you know, and, and then we're gonna take we're gonna take Patrick off the books. Yep. Um, we're gonna get a good deal done with um, Tevin. It's gonna be incentive because of the injury. So, you know, when we start looking at extensions for Tevin, for Kyler Gordon, for 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 Brisk. You know, we're going to be in a good position. So that's why with the draft capital, we still got Tyrell Stevenson on, on a rookie deal. We got uh, Terrell Smith on a rookie deal. Like, the secondary is solid. We we got Edmonds yeah. and Edwards locked up. And and uh, Sanborn locked up. Offense, I mean, defensive line, them rookies. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, the law firm, Pickens and, and, and Dex. They locked down. We we got we got sweat locked down. So now yeah, we, we got flexibility. You know, I won't verse, but I'm gonna watch and see what because cause the deal hunter he put a a no transition tag in his contract, so they can't tag him. And and um Chris Jones did the same thing with uh Chiefs. Yeah, but do but do I want uh, I, I, I want Hunter and Jones, but I take Newton and Verse. Those, those will be two. Newton's a monster at the three tech, and then you got Verse, my boy from Florida State. He's a monster. Uh, you know, if, if there is, what about if there's that that left tackle sitting there though? Who, Alt or uh, Alt for Sean Either you know of them. 
Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I, I'll take either one of them because, <clears throat> like, you got to have a franchise left tackle. I, I like Braxton, but I think he he he'd be a better swing tackle, I believe. Because next year we're gonna we're gonna play better talent with it. Like this year, what what team other than the Vikings and the Browns had? Because Hutchinson played primarily against um, Darnell Wright. So what other team had some premier edge rushers where Braxton Jones was truly tested when he was healthy? Mm-hmm. Is is he even completely 100% healthy from that? He, look, he looks good in the run game. I, I see he graded out on PFF the other day at 93.3 yeah. and it's pass blocking, so – I caught that. I, I mean, I know he's gotten healthier, but you remember, like, what was it, the, the Raiders game where he was blocking Crosby with one arm in that game? I'm yeah, just saying, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Is, he, is he fully 100% even yet? Darnell right. he did a great job. He, Yeah, you're right. He blocked Crosby with one hand in pretty much the entire game. Yep. And, and you know, he's that, that's, that was just the pick that needed to be picked. That was like a godsend, really, because who else? What, were, what else were we going to do there? If you, if you don't, if you don't trade back and pick up right, who's playing? Who's playing right tackle right now? They probably aren't on the Bears right now because there was nobody on the Bears. You probably have to stick Borum in there, but we know what that is. Correct. You know what Borum. So it's I, it's again. It's I, I put my I keep saying it, man. PGT Poles got this. He's going to do the right thing. He's always on the ball with stuff. He's never going to be perfect because none of us are. Nobody is, man. Well, I just, I you know, like, like people it. talk about Bayless Jones, but again, they if you use Bayless Jones similar to the way the 49ers use Debo, yeah. you'll get more value out of Bayless Jones. Like point every time I see a tall sweep with Bayless, he's getting eight to ten a pop. Yep. I I was shocked we didn't do a little more of that. I, you can't overdo it. You don't want to overdo it because what they ran. They ran Bellas twice, and then they they tried to sweep on, what was it, third and one when we did the sweep with uh, Scott, and he got nailed for like a two-yard loss because they saw it coming. Right. Was that the, Cle- the Cleveland game, I think? Yes. So, you know, you got to play it right. But if you're going to do that, and we've seen what Bellas has done at that, and he hasn't fumbled doing it because that's what everybody's worried about. And and maybe there is you can get a little more out of him than we anticipate because everybody to this day that I see most people are just like he's gone you should cut him now he's gone well you you've got to try and work with the contract he's got because you got him for he's a third round pick man on a rookie deal if you can get anything out of that and that's why he's still on the team take advantage of it go ahead shorty. we got four ninety nine super chat from Mark Gautier thank you Mark. Trade trade was 24, was 2024 first, 2024 third, 2025th first, 2026th first, plus player, hello, wait, p- plus player hello from Easingwald, England, keep JF1. <laughs> what? I missed that. Huh? All right, Mark. Is that Mark Gauthier or is that Mark Gautier? Which one is it? I don't know. Is it Gauthier or Gautier? Gautier. Gautier. Gautier, thank you, Mark. Appreciate that. Thank you very much for your support. I don't quite understand that, though. Did you guys get that? No, I was just going to go over that again. I was trying to, I was still reading it. 
He's just looking. He's just giving you a list of picks plus a player. That's the trade he wants to do. With wow. the Washington Commander. Trade with Washington. Yeah. Oh, trade with Washington. Gotcha. Yeah. 2024 first. 2024 third. 2026. Shorty, asking what player is he um, identifying from the Commanders? Yeah. Plus player. Hello from Easingwald. Who who are you talking about, Mark? Yeah, Mark. Which which what, what, which player? Because there's a few guys you could. French nag off of that team. Easingwald, England, keep JF1. Plus player. Hello. Plus, that's that's the a, trade yeah. plus a player. And that's go ahead, Walt. Oh no, I was just saying the, the sentence ends with plus player. Yeah. And then he says hello. Right. Oh. Right. I and I was just gonna say, because there there's been uh, you've seen them Walt. I'm, I'm lost without periods. Sorry. <laughs> you're you're all over this. I just uh, mentally had him in. Because you don't use periods either when you when you text Walt. That's that's how you can understand that. You have run on sentences too. Because everybody keeps saying Deron Payne, but Deron Payne got that bag, and I think he got two sacks this year. Mm -hmm. Is it isn't uh, isn't uh, Sweat still leading that team in sacks? He is. <laughs> but I was going to ask you this, because I know I know you've seen, you've looked at it like like I'm, I'm hearing and seeing. The trade talk for this year's first round pick is going to be something in the line of three first, three firsts, uh, two seconds possibly, and possibly a player. You think that's that's where we're at realistically, or are we? Is everybody overplaying this a little bit? I think I think three first round picks and a player is asking too much, don't you? No, not at all. Because the twenty twenty four though is not really; it's just swapping the pick short. Correct, right? correct. So, so really, it's two picks, twenty five, twenty six, and a player. But guess what? Yeah. I, I want a, a twenty twenty five second, a twenty twenty six third, and depending on the player, like the lore, the team yeah. wherever it comes down, like that 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 pick can either be a third round or a second round. Like that that's the price you got to pay to do business. You know, that, that's like now Washington, you know, again, asking price is going to swap the 24 first round picks, 25, 26. And I, and I, I need Jonathan Allen because he's already expressed that he wants up out of there. He's tired of the losing culture. Yeah. If it's if it's the the right, the Raider. <laughs> I, I, I want 24, 25, 20. Look. I want I want Max. Everybody say we can have Devontae. No, I want Max Crosby. Yeah, I don't. I, Devontae Adams, I wouldn't take him at this point. Nah, like I said, we can go get we can go get Johnny Wilson from Florida State. We can go get Keon Coleman from Florida State. Like those are six seven and six four, and Keon Coleman can return punch too. We need a little bit more flair back there because Trent Taylor. You know, at the end of the day, he's not he's not giving us anything in the punt return. We need more than just catching the ball. I, I agree, man. I, I I mean, well, I don't know if I agree. If you agree with me, I I would have no problem with Keon Coleman being on this roster. None. <laughs> okay, I figured that's who Mark was talking about. He said that's Terry. Your, that's your, that's, that's the body style that he tried to. That's the, the he's the same guy that they tried to get with Claypool almost. Correct. Yeah. That was the point of bringing Claypool here was to have that big guy like that with but, the speed but, and the height and jumping. But, but Keon Coleman can go up and high point the ball where Claypool can't. Was hoping Claypool could, and he. You're right. He can. Look, is he still even on Miami? 
Yeah. He's still on the roster. Just, um, okay. He was on the field during the last uh, – what game was it? You can see him on Hard Knocks if you if you watch that. No, I don't. I don't. Oh. I don't have time to watch. I'm following all the Bears stuff, man, because it's all the time I got right now these days. <laughs> It's scary. Terry's another one of those, uh, you know, six foot nothing guys. And we have plenty of those. Yeah. Wait, wait a yeah. second. Wait, the, the Dolphins are on hard knocks? Yeah, they're the in season hard knocks this year. Jets, Jets pre Miami during. Fuck, I thought there was only one. I didn't realize. It's interesting, but listening to Mike McDaniel's talk is kind of hard if you have half a brain. He's slow, man. I have he's half slow. a brain. I think he's funny. Probably because they only have half a brain. <laughs> I think he's funny too, man. But it takes you got you got to go through stuff to get to it. He is slow and he's very precise and tell explains it to you. But it gets boring and and he and I'm just going off of his pressers, man. I'll sit there and wait because he's always got something good somewhere hidden in the message. Always, every time. I like him actually. I like Chase Claypool him. has three catches for twenty uh, twenty. Four yards, sorry, twenty-five yards since joining the the, uh, the Dolphins. Okay, so so here twenty-three yards. Sorry, twenty-three yards. Awesome, awesome, Chase. Sorry, we wasted that second-round pick on you. We got another four ninety-nine super chat from Mark. Is it Gautier? Thank you, Mark. You are awesome, Terry McLaurin. Then trade number three for twenty twenty-five first Arizona. It's taking, taking MHK Marvin Harrison two. Jr. Yeah. at two. Yeah, I would imagine they probably are. Well, they need him because, boy, the receivers they got, they can't catch a cold buck naked in the North Pole. <laughs> right, right. And I think the only guy I like out of their, their receivers is Wilson. Out of, was Remember Wilson? He was on Stanford. But even even he, he's had a couple flashy games and nothing, nothing to stand out. Nothing, and, and they're they're kind of in a spot. I, I believe if they didn't have this big contract with Murray, they'd be aching for a quarterback to start over again. But and, I don't see you know how what? they're going to do it. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of owners um, figure out a way to not have to pay these massive contracts because it's been buyers beware, like Burrow, Herbert, uh, Hurts. Think about it. Everybody that got a massive contract, they have paid uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. They yeah. have been beyond substandard. Like you, like you, Daniel Jones. Like, yeah. give me one quarterback other than Lamar Jackson that's remotely playing to the potential of that new deal that they signed. Mm. I'm just, and, and, and and the thing is. Russell Wilson got 28 touchdowns and, and six interceptions, and he getting benched. And he's benched because they're trying to weasel their way out of that deal. Absolutely. So if I'm a free agent, I wouldn't go to Denver. If I'm a player on the team right now, I'm like, man, look, get me up out of here. because You already – you made the deal, good faith. The man is performing, like, like at the end of the day, and y'all going to say I'm going to bench you because you don't want to change your contract because you want me to save you some money? And you a billionaire, man? Are you sick? Like I'm not even a, a Russell Wilson type guy, but the way they doing Russell Wilson, man, that that's just straight dirty. Yep, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm that's one thing I like Wilson about Cole. 
Poe's is showing, like, even when he told Jalen, hey, go out there and see if you can find yep. another deal. Like, like I appreciate that. Like, like you don't railroad somebody. You actually give them an opportunity to go out there and position themselves for greater, even if we all know that that's not going to work because, okay, if somebody said, well, I want to make that trade and he's still on the contract, well, I want a second-round pick. Nobody's giving that up. Mm-hmm. Only, only we would give that up like we did for Claypool with Pittsburgh. Yeah, <laughs> but, but no smart GM is gonna be like, no, I could just wait the free agency. Yeah, but yeah. But, but but polls already knew he was gonna recoup that pick, man. He, he you know, he, either way, he was just really hoping, and, and so was everybody else. Because I know when when we got Claypool, I'm like, man, if if Claypool can show any light of his rookie season and and progress from that, I thought we had it made. Well, I figured DJ on one side, Claypool on the other. You can bounce one of those guys in and out of the slot. I was hoping Mooney was going to be the guy that he was two years ago, and I'm just going, wow, man, look at the potential that that, that possibly could have happened with this offense. And then and then the season comes and we get DJ and Komet. Those are the, guys, those are the only guys that, 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 that Fields can trust to throw the ball to. That's another that's issue. Those are the only guys he trusts to get the ball to consistently. And, and even Mooney has Guess he Cleveland, thought the I think it was eight. Well, well, in Green Bay, well, who who did who did guess he had? They had Jordy Nelson, they had Greg Jennings, and they had James Jones. Lazar, Lazar. Right. Well, yeah. In the later later years, yeah, he had Lazar, uh, Alan Lazar. But but in in the bulk of things, that's the type of um, mm-hmm. formation and personnel concept that. Oh, they go down Burr. Detroit will be number one seed. Detroit about to get skull drug when they come to Dallas here on Saturday. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, if, if, Will, if, if, if the Rams go to Detroit, I, I I would love to be at that game, man. If the Rams go to Detroit for the playoffs. Hell yeah, for sure. He's got a feeling, man. Matt Stafford. Stafford's going to go back to the home that he built, and he's going to slay them. Tear it up. He's going to tear them off. I I wholeheartedly believe that. And and, and again, I want us to go under the radar this year. And then next year, after a great draft, a great free agent class, a new offensive coordinator, a new quarterback coach, because regardless of how you look at it, whether it's just no new quarterback, I'm not letting Getsy and Janarco develop a quarterback. No, not at all. It's not happening. So either way, a OC and quarterback coach is coming in. Period. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. You period. Gotta, you got to. I hate to see that. Defense is ready. To. <clears throat> defense is ready. Y'all, y'all, you realize that? Look, hey, uh, Rasheen Green, we appreciate your service. Don't <laughs> 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 hit you on the ass. Dominique <laughs> Robinson, we appreciate your service. Have a good day. Yeah. Yeah. So so we like like the draft is gonna be a the, the good thing about this free agency comes before the draft. That's going to tell us the direction that we're going. Yeah. I love what you got what you kind of were talking about a minute ago. Like if they could if they could somehow like trade one to three and then then uh if MHJ goes two and then somebody else needs that quarterback at three and then trade three again and just move down again. <laughs> That's, that would be yeah. the idea situation unless unless there's a, a top polls is 
you know, and I, and I don't see this, but unless they want that tackle, because you could, you could pick up a developmental tackle that could possibly be better than Braxton in a later round and just develop the guy. It's, it's all, you're, you always got to be on the move to, and I'm not saying every draft, but every other draft, you're looking at moves where you're going to, you, you've got a guy that's coming up for contract. And if there's any way I can get better that at that position for cheaper, I have to look at it. I have to. I have to. Mark Goudier is on fire tonight. Mark, hey, thank he's, you. Hey, he's sizzling tonight, Mark. Mark is paying our bills tonight, man. Thank you, Mark. Well, you want to read this since it's a run-on sentence? <laughs> Washington reported Lyron Caleb that. Larry and Caleb, there will be teams coming from Drake at number three. Gautier or Gautier? If, if, you're you're from, if you're from Missouri, is that MS? Yeah. No, MS is Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, duh, the names. Wow, I'm having a real hard time myself too, Shorty. So at, at number three, Gautier, Gautier. If you're from Mississippi, I'm from Oak Park, but own a bed and breakfast in England. That's cool, man. Oak Park. I used to hang out in Oak Park in the 70s, man. It was beautiful. So, that's pretty awesome. You're on England, huh? Got to hook them up with Chris and Jason. Yeah, for sure. Have you seen the British Bears show that we do? They're, they're doing that on Tuesdays. They, they didn't do it this past week, but they're coming back next week. It's pretty, pretty interesting. <laughs> it is different. So let's just recap that. Washington reported who who's Lyrence Caleb? I think he's a beat writer for them. Yeah. Okay. Uh there will be teams coming for Drake at number three. Goat Goat Gautier or Gauchet if you're from MS. I'm from Oak Park, but I own a BNB in England. Thank you, Mark. That is that is very um very uh generous of you thank you very much and, and thank you for the report out of washington because i didn't see that anywhere yeah but it don't surprise me that, that drake may could be the third guy taken or the second if the cardinals trade down I, i'm just you know whatever uh, don't know well, gonna I, i'm gonna be honest i don't even think drake may gonna be the second quarterback i think uh Jaden daniels is gonna end up being uh the second lsu one. yep from lsu yep I want to. I wanted to more recent talk too, Will. I wanted to get uh, to this. They've been flashing his his promos around. There's even you know how they got their stuff on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Their their little highlight reels and. But he has been the talk for like the last two weeks over Drake May, and then. Uh, didn't they? He did, did. You said Drake May didn't play either because I missed a bunch of the bowl stuff, man. I just got too much going on. I'm disappointed. Yeah, somebody said in chat that Drake May didn't play either. Mm -hmm. Also, MHJ's not playing or didn't play. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah, most um, of the big guys that declared automatically said in their statements they're not playing in the uh, yeah. postseason. Hmm. I wanted to get to this really quick. Uh, the, the way the so right right now we're at a one percent chance of making the playoffs. So we we need obviously to win out, and then we need the Rams to lose to the Giants, the Saints to lose to the Buccaneers, the Seahawks to lose to the Steelers, and the Packers to lose to the Vikings this weekend. 
Then next weekend, we have to beat the, the Packers. The Seahawks and the the Seahawks have to lose to the Cardinals, and the Rams have to lose to the 49ers. Look how easy that is, guys. We can make the playoffs. <laughs> Smoke some more, Shorty. <laughs> hey man, I'm holding the beard till we're out of the playoffs. And this has been a hassle, Will. This has been a hassle, man. I can imagine. Oh, dude, that, that's a bigger fantasy than Jim Harbaugh at this point. Wouldn't it be something if this happened, though? This miracle? I think it's going to come down to the Packers game. Oh, God, don't say that. But we're going to beat the Packers. We're going to beat them this game, dude. Yeah, we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them. There, our, our defense is nowhere near what it was in game one. Nowhere near. Think about it. Just, just the dip. The, the, the progression of the offense, take that for what it is, but look at what we're scoring every week. Look what we're scoring every week. I said this at the beginning of the year. I said, man, this, this offense should be capable of scoring 25, 26, 27, 28 points a game, and if the defense can hold them to, I would say, an under 20 every week, we'll win a lot of damn games, and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the numbers the last five, six weeks, I think it is, we're what, scoring 23, 24 points a game, and we're holding them under 20 points a game on average? It, I'm not sure those are exact, but that's pretty close to what the numbers have been um, since. I, I, I want to say it's the last six six games. I'm, I'm not 100 percent on that. Yeah, but we leave, we're leaving too many points on the field, though. That's the problem. Absolutely. And then and then we get in spots like in Cleveland. I, I don't I don't I don't care how bad the offense is playing, man. We can't give up 240 yards in the fourth quarter, dude. No, you're right. You can't do that. Nobody, nobody can do that. But, but again, that's what I'm saying. Like they had, and I, and I like Terrell Smith. That 51 yard touchdown. Like if, I think if Tyreek Stevenson would have been in, he would have picked that off. Terrell Smith didn't play the ball. He didn't get enough depth. You had, you had Terrell Smith. You had Tremaine Edmonds, and you had uh, Jaquan Brisker in that area. And because Terrell Smith didn't play the ball. That's that's how he got, and then I think prior to that, um, well, we ain't going to talk about that thirty-five yard pass to David and Joku because Justin Jones was in coverage. Like that's thirty-seven and fifty-one. That's eighty-eight yards right there. Like, like you you can't give up those type of plays in pressure cook situations, and that's like situ when it comes to like situational game planning and execution. Like Luke Getzey and and Man, and blues, well, they terrible. That's that you're not kidding. Situational football and progression of plays, like second and three, and, and we're running the ball decently, man. Second and three, you pound up the middle into an eight-man box. You get the first down, but that but that's when I want to see try and break break DJ out for a long one. Because we could do that on third and three. They already had eight guys in the box, and if we can do it. We could do it against that particular team because I, I I was still pissed in Detroit when we had a we had a third and five and we were up by twelve or whatever before right before we kicked the last field goal I don't you will remember this well because I talk about it so so anyways Will it's third and five there's eight guys in the box and we run right in between the guard and the center the the left the left guard and the center and he gets stuffed for a one yard gain. 
So we gave up right there and kicked the field goal. And at that moment, and you remember this, Walt, when that play happened, as we kicked the field goals, you got you and PJ both got a text from me. We just lost this game. I literally, I literally texted them that. And I did the same thing in Cleveland. I should I should have put it, I should have put this shit on Twitter, but at least you guys got the other one. And and the, the dude I live with is like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I'm like, just watch what's gonna happen. Because that's what happens. We we start getting uh, playing to prevent, like Will was talking about. I say it the same thing too. Prevent us from winning. Just, just <laughs> yeah. from winning. On, constant man. constant uh, losses uh, snatched from the jaws of victory, right? <laughs> what if we won just? What if we just won the Detroit the Denver game? Where would be we be right now with the with the record? We'd be sitting in a playoff position, vying to go into the playoffs. Oh, we'd, we'd be, be real close damn. two games. We'd be Just real damn close to games. our prediction. What? Our record prediction. We'd be really close to our record prediction. Man, screw that. We'd be in a great position to be in the playoffs and maybe make some noise and, and scare some teams because they've written us off for two years completely, man. Mm-hmm. I, I got to stop again because I'm going to go into a rant. Well, I think you. I think you were very close to the record prediction. You, you were spot on. Like, again, it boils down to coaching. With 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 adequate coaching, we win those games. Like, you can't coach. The one thing I like about Campbell, that that game he lost to the Vikings. They lost no to the Packers. I think on Thanksgiving, he went for it four times on fourth down. They didn't get either first down. But the fact that he showed the kahunas to go for it and then play scared, I respected that. I because that lets me know my coach believed and trusted me. Like, like you you can't you can't sit up here and play scared because realistically you in a rebuild year. You ain't got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With all of the with all of the losing that's been going on. You you got nothing to lose, man. <laughs> it's just are you were you talking, Foster? I wasn't looking at you. I, all I saw was you moving. Okay, because you're because you're muted. You can unmute yourself, dude. <laughs> He's gonna do sign, sign language now. <laughs> we got another dollar ninety nine super chat from Mark. Man, you are you are the super chatter of the night. We appreciate you. Lyrant equals they. Schefter retired submarine oh yeah he was saying you were saying earlier that uh he's a re, you're a retired submarine uh he's a retired sub submarine mariner yes mariner. and liar is a word for they i guess that's what i'm taking it i, I started because i was going to bring it back you don't got to pay it pay for that mark i we, we try to get that stuff i stuck it on the side i should have said we'll get back to that in a minute but thank you so Appreciate much you, again mark. man yeah, appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for teaching us something tonight because I learned something from you. Thank you. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Foster has gas. Keep the meat on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's bad enough yeah. smelling it, man. You just don't want to hear it either, though. Yeah. I was asking Bear, uh, Bears Media Co. what the if, what the Bears rankings are on defense because I know they were like ninth like a, a week or two ago. He's saying that they're twelfth now overall. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked when the power rankings came out, even too, because I couldn't believe they moved up that high. 
And the power rankings? Look at the power rankings. They're in the top 15. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Which power ESPN power rankings or what? Uh, I don't uh, let me look. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's one, it's one that I see every week. I look at CBS's power rankings. They got the Bears 24th. Okay. Say so that seems a little high. No, I yeah, but I said they, these power rankings, they had offensive defense power rankings. And I and you know what? Look, because I got a feeling I was looking at CBS. Well, look for defensive power rankings because I just couldn't believe it. Defensive power rankings. Bears. Defense. Sorry, man. We're not... Say something, Walt. Well, I mean, no, I'm just going to ask you, are these actual rankings on statistics or just power rankings based on whoever wrote them? Statistics. Things? Because those are that, two different things. Because I mean, if you look at ESPN, they have a, they, they did a tackle ranking, and Braxton Jones is in the top 10 for both pass block win rate and run block win rate. But yet, we're talking about shipping him off to a swing tackle position. Or possibly even <laughs> off the team with somebody coming in to replace him. I feel like a lot of these kids out there today, just as soon as there's a chink in the player's armor in some way, shape, or form, it's like we gotta get rid of him. Gotta go. Don't I think that's just. Man. I think that's just more of if you can get a, you know, a Trent Williams to replace him with, you would. Hey, do you really think either one of those guys are going to be a Trent Williams out of the gate? Because I don't. Who, uh, like uh, the dude from Penn State? Either Olu Fashano or Joel from, uh, or whoever. So, so you, think, you think Braxton long-term stealing is greater than Joe Alt and Olu Fashano? Is that what you say? Do I think these, do they, are they better at this point? I, I don't really know. I mean, we're seeing Braxton at the NFL level. We're watching these kids up against, you know, college. So I, I can't make a definitive uh, decision either way. Right now, I know what I'm getting in Braxton Jones, and I know where his flaws in the game in his game is, and I can fix those. At least if I'm a coach, I would do that instead of bringing in just a wild card to put down on the table, and maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. I could spend that wild card on another position that I may need more. You got to look at it that way. I'm looking at if I got the opportunity to draft a franchise left tackle, I'm getting it. <laughs> and, and, and if worst case, him and him and Braxton Jones can go to camp and they can and can duel it out, and then may the best man win. Now, Grant, the, the the trenches first and foremost need to be solidified for us. Period. Do we need skilled players? Yes, we do. So that's why I'm saying I'm gonna watch free agency first. But as of right now, if I can get Joe Alt or Olo Fashano. With one of them top two draft picks, after I make that that trade down, it it'll be it'll be too enticing not to. What man? And, and that's no knock on on Braxton. It's like going from good to great. It's the same thing with people saying about going from Justin to Caleb Williams. Even though we know what Justin gives us right now, so a lot of people feel that Caleb Williams and Drake May has a better upside. Here's the thing. Justin hasn't even nowhere close to his upside. Mm -mm. That's what people fail to realize. So we know what we got with Justin. It's the same thing. He's you just know, scratching the surface. 
Yes. And, and Braxton, when 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 he has a lapse, it's the same issue. The bull rush, and sometimes now he's done a better job this year. Absolutely. I I want, and he's a he's a phenomenal run blocker. But again, what hurts us in the time in the fourth quarter when we need to have a game tied, a game winning drive? I, I want to see Justin or, or whoever plays quarterback in the pocket, but you can't be in the pocket if your left tackle is getting whipped. If your right tackle, which Darnell has been doing better, is getting whipped. Man, Nate Davis, he's been getting whipped on and off all year. That's why I would rather put Tevin Jenkins back at right guard. Oh, those two next to each other. And we put Nate Davis over at left guard. I know he's played right guard predominantly his whole career, but man, that that combo of Jenkins and and right, oh my god, you talking about just nasty? And then yeah. we throw in Van Pran from Georgia at center. Oh my god, over. Oh. That was that that combination of Jenkins next to right at at right guard and right tackle was like you know where we're going just stop it and nobody yeah. could but then they wouldn't then they would try to get Getsy would try to get you know cute and go to the other side just right. just go to the fucking right side the whole game right and don't get hey. me look look we have to evaluate just like we're evaluating Justin when we look at Braxton I'm looking at how does he fare against Miles Garrett, how does he fare against Sweat? How did how does he fare against Daniel Hunter, the top tier edge rushers and ends in the NFL? And man, look, Cleveland, Cleveland Brown, I saw I saw uh Braxton like that a lot of that game. And and don't and I know he do a lot of tackles like that. But we need we need someone that's going to be able to keep the quarterback up right. And he and if again Drake may don't have the escapability like Justin. Hell, I don't even think Caleb Williams has that level of escapability like Justin. He kind of escaped a lot of those potential sacks that should have been given up by Braxton Jones. So when, when you see that, and it's like, wow, like we want him to be on the island and protect the blind side, but realistically, in, in, in game time, pressure cook situation, you can't really trust and rely on that. And then on top of that, not having wide receivers is getting separation because a lot of the the, the route concepts are, are are twelve to fifteen yard digs and, and skinny posts where your your offensive line can't even hold up. But to that credit, would bring in a wide receiver that can't create separation and run his routes in a you know more timely fashion. Wouldn't that also relieve pressure off the offensive line, cause them to look better than maybe they actually are? Yeah, you know, would that help? That would help Braxton Jones or yeah, whomever it, they it put would, in that position. It, it will, and, and if you go back and look at the interview that Braxton just did, he even said he said that Justin does a phenomenal job of saving them a lot of times when they're getting beat. When they're, you know, he said it. If uh, Plocker Sports, I think that's the one that did the interview with um, Braxton Jones, and he was honest. He said a lot of times we're getting beat, but Justin's athleticism masquerades a lot of those deficiencies. But the one thing that we want to see more of is what? Justin in the pocket. I want to see more of it. I want to see him going through progressions, anticipation, things like that. But we can't get a true evaluation of Justin if Braxton is getting beat, if Lucas Patrick is getting beat, if Cody Whitehair is getting beat like he back on the plantation somewhere. Like we can't, we can't get a true assessment of what Justin can truly do. So my thing is, 
let's bring in some top tier caliber offensive linemen. And then if Justin Steele doesn't elevate, now we know it's Justin. It's not the play caller. It's not the offensive line. Because it's like there at this point, our offense should have more synchronization and rhythm than what we've seen uh in the last couple of years. And we and we saw it the first game with, with Bajit, but after that, the next three games, what happened? The defense got got the tape. Yep. And they shut all they shut what Bajin did pretty well. Like we scored 16 points against the Panthers. We scored, I think we came out 17, well, well 14, 7 against the Saints. They shut us down because, again, like always, uh, our guy, Luke, does a poor job of adjusting once the defense adjusting him. Well, let's follow that logic train for a little bit, you know, because I'm all for bringing in competition for Braxton Jones. I think it only makes you a better player. But what about picking something a little later and using those top premium picks on something else? Let's say a Jared Verse. Oh, look, I'm for the guy. Look, I, look, I want Jared Verse, but I, yeah. and I want um, Newton from Illinois. Yeah. So, so, so that's what I'm saying. It depends where we are. Like, if I had to rank, it, it, it'll be hard, but more than likely, again, depending on what we do in free agency, because free agency comes before the draft. If we get an edge, more than likely, it's going to be an offensive player and, and, and a defensive player, probably guy on, on both because we want to build a trench. But we also want a skill player, too, because let's be honest, we also know that we don't have the, the high-level quality depth of skill players. Look at what's going on with, with KC right now. The reason why KC is struggling, again, they don't have wide receivers that can catch a cold buck naked in the North Pole. Man, Travis Kelsey got seven drops. So, so I think all all this twenty, I think he could be an All Pro. I think Oliver Shannon could be an All Pro. Do I think we can survive with uh, Braxton? Absolutely. Do I think he'll get better as he go and work with? Because uh, he works with Olin Crooks in the offseason. And, and Olin teaches him how to punch and you know how to keep the speed guys off of him and then anchor down his bull rush. But have you ever seen Braxton in person? When I saw him, in, uh, Shorty, I know you did. Like when I saw him in person, he don't have no caboose. Like, like <laughs> unless you, even if you strong up a bottom, you still gotta <laughs> be able to anchor down. You gotta have some caboose. Like Olafsonu <laughs> got that. Joe Alt got that. Like, like long term, how long is that? How long can that be sustained? Well, Wright has that. I <clears throat> uh, believe that. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, well, I, I saw, I saw, I got our right home. tackle name now because it, because of you, <laughs> <laughs> Darnell Wright is who I meant I to say. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I don't know. Okay, I, told, so I told Darnell, I said, Hey, you got my last night, so you got to go out there and dominate. He just looked at me and laughed. He, he's so funny, boy. He's coming. <laughs> What were you saying, Walt? No, I was just saying, to my point, more than likely to get one of those two top guys, you're going to have to spend one of your top picks, right? Yeah. And, and I personally feel that those can be used elsewhere to better the team in the long run. And like you said, we can survive with Braxton Jones, and I think he's only going to get better. 
And then if he doesn't, you know, we can use one of those picks we acquire in the hall trade to pick up a left tackle next year. Because you know there's going to be another group that are just as good, if not better. Oh, yeah. We see it every year. Yeah, so, 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 well, who, in your humble opinion, if you let, let, let's put your GM hat on. First of all, would you trade down or would you stay at number one? Fan of me wants to stay at number one. I'll just take Marvin Harrison and move on. Uh, <laughs> logically, I think the trade down makes more sense. Okay. And with the trade down logically, who would you trade with? Well, it depends. You have to see where Arizona is going to sit. First off, you got to get you got to go out there and you got to feel for that. Uh, you know, it, do they take a Marvin Harrison at two, or do they? I mean, because they need players too. So, are they going to trade? You know, that pick as well to acquire more capital. And once that comes in, that also changes your draft strategy. Can you still get Marvin Harrison Jr. after trading? Yes, you could, because more than likely they're going to trade with somebody who needs a quarterback. So, I mean, you, you can't. It, it's tough without seeing every piece on the chessboard. Correct. But we're going to go hypothetically. We're going to go hypothetically speaking right now, based off of the variables that we don't know and based off what we do know at this point. Because I'm with you. Everybody think that Arizona, it's a lot to stay at number two because I don't think they're going to win another game. When I look at their schedule, I don't see them winning another game. That At number two, they're going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't think that. I think that they're going to trade down to whoever wants Drake May, and they're going to get a haul because they got more holes than Swiss cheese right now on the offensive side and defensive side. And if the – if, if their management is smart, they can do the same thing, get a haul, and start to build the team with a lot of draft capital where they can have a sustainable run out there in the AFC West and compete with the Rams and compete with the 49ers and the Seahawks. Because right now they dead last in the division when it comes to players, coaching, et cetera. So I can see them trading, and then that will put us in a great spot, whether – you know, we stick, you know, again, it's hard to say because so many, I, I can see a, a Atlanta team trading up with a, with, a, with a haul. I can see the Broncos trading up with a haul. So depending on where our original pick and, and where the traded pick ends up, we still might not be in position to get Marvin Harrison Jr. And, and it would hurt because I do feel, if you want to throw the word generational, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is generational because, one, he has the pedigree already and the work ethic, and his numbers could have been better if the, the Buckeyes weren't so conservative in, in a lot of their games. And I think he could be comp-wise. I know I've seen online they said A.J. Green. Comp-wise, I think he could be more like Calvin Johnson. With, with the new rules that they got in the NFL right now, with his ability to run the entire route tree, high point the ball, man, I, I can see him going for 1600 1800 <laughs> a year, 10 yeah. yeah. But I also can see Rome Yadunze and Malik Neighbors going for 12 1400 a year. I can see that too. They won't be as great as, as Marvin, depending on what – or then again, they could be, depending on what – if they go to a system like Miami – then who's to say that they don't explode? So, again, you're right. With so many variables right now, it's really hard to depict because 
you know, teams, we can pretty much look at what teams need quarterbacks. And, you know, you got a Raiders team. They, they want to make a splash. The commanders want to make a splash. The Broncos need to make a splash for their entire fan base go nuclear. Yeah. The Falcons need to make a splash. You know, hey, the the the, the Jets, the Giants need to make a splash. Everybody said, well, but see, Daniel Jones after this, this next year, they, they can get up out of that contract. Correct. Yeah. And what better what better teacher that you can sit behind Aaron Rodgers? What? Right. Yeah, the Jets. Yeah. Well, C Sharp has a question for you here. Is he, he what he wants to know what you think of JC Latham? Thinking he could be a monster left tackle. I'm gonna take a quick leak while you answer that. And where do you think he'll get drafted? If is I don't even know anything about him. You know what, JC Latham, that boy, he's a monster. He's about six six, damn near 380 pounds, and he can scoop. So so he's he's a monster. He can play left tackle too. So we like Again, and, and Simo, Chris Morgan is good at developing. That's one thing I will give Chris Morgan credit for. He's good at developing offensive line talent, even though he can do nothing with Alex Leatherwood. I, I think Latham, he, he, he could be a dominant top five, top ten pick. But, again, it's like he would definitely be more of a luxury pick. I, I, that, that's true. But guess what? That's a luxury right now that if I'm the GM, I would take a gamble on. I would. We do have a lot of needs. I, I agree, especially on the offensive side. On the defense, I, we get another edge and, and three tech. Really, everything now is just going to be death pieces. And we can sign people to one-year deals. But on the offensive side, we really need to sink um, some capital into our line, center position. Uh, either get a left tackle and and and, and make Braxton a, a swing tackle, or vice versa. And we got we got to get two wide receivers and a, and a running back and another tight end because Tanya's on a one year deal. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing Mercedes Lewis back on a one year deal because he's done very well as de facto uh, leader. In addition to as a de facto left tackle because he. He's been in there blocking his behind off when they go 12 personnel. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind bringing him back on a one-year deal, if nothing else, for the for the veteran leadership and the continuity. Yeah, I I, I, I could see on that. Hold on, Walt. You're, I'll get to me to say this. You know, I just wanted to mention, I, I, I'm a Mercedes fan, even prior to the Green Bay, man. Um, just because what he brings to the field, and I stood in front of that man, and that man is a monster. He is just an absolute freaking beast. I was standing right but in front he, of him. He's so right in front of him and, and right. And he made right look kind of not big, man. I swear to God. But and anyways, I, 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 I said, I, I said, look, I, he's been <laughs> in the league almost 20 years. I said, how, yeah. how have you maintained and, and sustained at a high level? And he said, just the mental side, keeping your mental. I said, yeah. I said, that makes sense. I said, because in right. life, like if you don't have a strong mental capacity, you, you're going to wither under pressure, and that's why I like that's why I like Justin because, yeah, you know he doesn't shy from accountability and responsibility, and he can handle the big stage. Whereas most people would crumble. Because when I look at Zach up in with the with the Jets, like mentally he's out of there. Same thing with with um, 
Trey Lance when they, before they yeah. got him out of San Francisco. Like everybody mentally can't handle the big stage. And, and Justin has shown immense leadership. I think he, he has the locker room. Everybody, you know, people say, well, what you expect him to say? Well, at the end of the day, a lot of these guys, if, if you trash, they're going to like the Jets last year, what they said about that, oh, he trash. We ain't going out there to play for this dude. Everybody in the locker room be like, hey, Justin's that dude. Yeah. Yeah. And other players, if you if you talk to other players, what they saying, Justin, that dude. Uh, uh, who was it that just said he was he was uh who's the guy that just said he's he's he was the toughest that he's faced this year? The guy in the Chargers. Come on, you old name. Who show him Merriman? No, the, uh oh my god, this was just all last week. Everybody it was all over the place. And what they said? They said that he said he they asked him who's the toughest quarterback you've had to deal with this year. And he goes, Yeah, honestly, Justin Fields. Oh, well, Swift. You can't Swift. get a beat on him. Was it Bosa? No, not Bosa. Uh, I know Swift. Who's Who's the guy on the Chargers, man? Not Not the other oh, you one. Got not Khalil Mack. Mack. Not Khalil Mack. It It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter because just look at everything that's out there. Look at Look at the uh, the old Bears quarterback, uh, J T. Sullivan. Uh, Anybody that's done a breakdown and, and showed, because I've watched all of them in the last two weeks, and they're all saying, you got to keep Fields, man. There, there's too much still to develop here. Nick Bosa? Uh, yeah, I think maybe it was Bosa. He's on the Chargers? Yeah. Why do I keep thinking he's – yeah, so it was no, – was Jordan Bosa's on the Chargers. Nick Bosa's on the 49ers. That's, okay, see, I'm, that's what's messing with me. Oh, yeah. Wrong, wrong, wrong first name, right last name. That's that. That's on Twitter or on YouTube or on Google. Him saying that that he was that it was the biggest challenge for him this season as far as getting getting after quarterback. Look how well he gets he gets out of the pocket and moves around. So what's got to be annoying as hell, right? Dude, how many sacks should he have had in the last two games? Well, you know that that's this is what I was kind of mad about Mercedes, and I'm sorry, Walt, because I know you were going to say something when we were talking about Mercedes was. So there was a the play where Justin ran to the the right side. Bunch of guys broke. Should have should have been sacked, and he and he comes back. I think for like a two yard gain, but he ran like forty yards. And Mercedes Lewis, if he would have looked and threw a block, Justin probably would have ran for ten yards, maybe a touchdown, because he just stood there for like five seconds, just stood there. Mercedes Lewis. So I was really disappointed in that. You. It's hard for especially somebody older to maybe run your ass off like that for every play. But I, I was mad at him for not paying attention because if, if he just looked and saw Justin coming back at him, he stood there as Justin went by and watched him. And then Justin ran into two guys, and he could have been there before and made a block. It's it's going to come up on film because they're going to show it. They've, he's already seen it, you know. I'm sure they brought it up. It was It was kind of a big thing the day after the game. I, you know, but there's just little aspects of the game, and that seems to be all season, man. There's a little aspect here of coaching. There's a little aspect here of uh, guys not executing the, the same crap I was talking about. It, it's it's a it's such a combination of things, and then you top it off with with some of the play calling with Getsy. That's that's why it's been like this, man. If it, it could if it could have even been a little more consistent. 
and a lot less mental errors because there's been a bunch of those too, man. Where would we be? And, and you know what? I don't understand all the mental errors because part of the hits principle is smart. That's so, so with that being said, if that's a part of your principle and every week we see in these little small details that aren't being accentuated, as you're saying in the pressers, then again, does that fall back on coaching? Because two weeks in a row, I've seen Justin Jones drop back in coverage. When you said against the Browns, that shouldn't have happened. They scored. They scored. Then I think Connor scored again for the Cardinals on a similar play, a zone dog blitz. So I'm like, well, Flus, you're calling the play. Why? Why is Justin like like we had momentum, twenty-one nothing? I said, okay, let me watch this. They got two first downs. It's like they went down and drove like that. But, again, the defensive play calling was Swiss cheese. And I went back and looked at the personnel that was on the field when that happened. And guess who was on the field? Rasheen Green, Dominique Rock. Like, that's what I'm saying. We we have to upgrade e even the death pieces at the edge position because I know they said Green is good at containing the edge and stopping the run. But when it comes to the pass rush, it's, it's 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 like I want to have something like a, a a NASCAR package like the Eagles had last year when they had seventy two sacks. That's what I want. We because I, I notice us and, and, and of course I get it. There's a significant drop off when we take sweat out when it comes to the pass rush. Like like everything can't hinge on Montez Sweat. He's a force multiplier. He 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 he's phenomenal. But same thing with. The Detroit game, when he was on the sideline, I'm, I'm looking, critical time, four minutes left, and I see Montez Sweat and Tremaine Edmonds on the sideline. Like, what? Like Flutes, what are we doing? You're the CEO. You're the architect. Like, we're paying him $100 million. The last four minutes, <laughs> he don't need a break. Mm -hmm. You got to leave it all on the field. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to hear, oh, we rotate. No, 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 no. And crunch time. Like it's like we're the only team that does that because I watch all these other teams and crunch time. The the big time players are in the game. The the the, the Tyler Scotts he's not in the game doing a, a moment of truth, a moment to make a big play. No, DJ Moore or or Darnell Mooney. Like th th that's where the ball is going. I'm gonna live and die with my marquee player. That's why I love Max Crosby, man. The guy plays like 98% of the damn plays, dude. Come on he, now. He just, he just is a beast. He's a beast. Come on now. Uh, and, and he goes, uh, like he, like you said, he playing, he playing 90, 95% of the play. Aiden Hutchinson is the same way with the um, with the Detroit Lions. Definitely. Like he played 98% of the snaps. He was the only one that could get some pressure on field during the game. I'm like, bro, what are we doing? One sack for no yards last week. Who was that? I'm Justin. Oh, okay. And it should have been like four more. <laughs> At least right. three that I remember seeing. It's a lot better than, you know, him getting, you know, five, six sacks a game, four, four or five sacks a game. He's throwing, less out of him, man. he's throwing less interceptions. He's, he's turning the ball over less. He's getting sacked less. 
When y'all get a chance, read that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. There's an interesting conversation going on here, and I, I kind of want to comment this in, in person than actually through text with Leonidas, and he's talking about the, uh, you know, rushing yards and how they're irrelevant to, uh, you know, the quarterback because, you know, passing yards are all that matter, I guess. But I do want to pose the question to him. If you have two quarterbacks and one gives you 250 yards, all passing, right? It doesn't, doesn't rush at all. Let's say that happens. And you have a quarterback that gives you 200 yards passing and, say, 97 yards rushing. He gave you more yards, so are you gonna, you know, piss that away and say, "Oh, that's not good"? What's the difference? It all comes down to total yardage at the end of the day. Are you moving the ball? Does it really matter how you move the ball to get there? You know, if I threw one touchdown, ran for a touchdown, and then I ended up with, you know, 170 yards and 100 rushing yards, that's still 270 total yards right there. And and I think, well, that's the problem with a lot of this fan base. Like like they're so used to seeing a conventional quarterback, but again. We've truly never had that in Chicago, so I don't even understand why people have these high hopes of grandeur. Uh, of in, in order to have 300 total yards, the 300 total yards needs to come from the pocket and pass. No. If he throws for 180 and runs for 85, 100, and get two passes and one one running, that's three touchdowns. That's, that's almost 300 total yards. I can live with that. Guess what? The chains are moving and the clock is moving. Like, a lot of people can't adjust and adapt to this new way of dual-threat quarterback play, and unfortunately, they don't want to accept it. So I tell them to die off like the dinosaurs because that's the new era that we've transitioned in. The old day of the mannequin pocket quarterback, that's over. Now, you want your quarterback to throw from the pocket, absolutely, because that gives them long-term longevity where they're not constantly getting hit and hurt and things like that. But, hell, let's think about it. Joe Burrow got hurt from the pocket, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert got hurt from the pocket, right? Mm-hmm. Sean Watson got hurt from the pocket. Mm-hmm. Like all these issues that we've seen, Kirk Cousins, what did he get hurt from? What did Aaron Rodgers get hurt from? The pocket. So a lot of these stances and narratives, unfortunately to me, have become counter- argumentative because what people are arguing about people are getting hurt they're not getting hurt from running and scrambling they're getting hurt from in the pocket a lot of the the, the achilles issue that 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 Aaron rogers and kirk cousins you know i think they were some freak accidents but it happened in the pocket mm-hmm. yeah I mean, the thing with these injuries, too, is most people don't get it. You could be walking down the street, step on a Lego, and throw, you know, tear your ACL right off that. It just uh, happens in a blink of an eye. It doesn't matter if you're running, you're passing. It, it's, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's the inevitable. I got, a, I got a funny story on that. So my car dies in the middle of Chicago Avenue here on the west side of Chicago at about 630 in the morning. And I'm a pretty strong guy, man. I've been in trades all my life. I've done construction. I've done some, matter of fact, at that time when this happened, I was moving sheets of steel all day long, man. So I got a little Ford Escort, man. I I pushed a pickup truck full of tools down North Avenue. So I go to push, I go to push this little Ford Escort with nothing in it. There's, there's, the street's kind of, kind of rounded. So I'm pushing it up and I stuck my leg into the ground just to push it with my shoulder, right? I tore the tendon off my bone that holds your calf in place. 
I've probably done, I've, I've made that move in my lifetime over 40 years in construction, 2,000 times. But that day, I leaned into the car and put just, just enough force to rip that tendon off the bone and uncoil it from around my, my calf. So, I mean, that's how easy it is to get injured. And you could do it so easily, man. You just, we, we don't even think about stuff. I never thought of that. That would ever would happen. Never would have. The first thing I thought, because I literally heard it pop, was somebody shot me. It's 6 30 in the morning. I'm on the west side, dude. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's that easy to do, man. Another time, I was walking around the corner in my dining room. I had one of those old tables with the steel legs, Will. Slipped. I broke my pinky toe. That was one of the worst freaking pains I ever had in my life with my little toe, man. So, to your point, it is just too easy to get to get injured, man. How many guys get injured today when there's nobody even around them? Just running down the field with the ball. We see it three or four or five times a year. Yeah, and what we're saying is it's not even tied to just Justin Fields. This is anyone, quarterback, any player on the field, it's going to happen to. And I hear people talking about, oh, fourth quarter turnovers and all this other bullshit, so... Like, I'm just going to pull up, you know, a random-ass stat that whatever fits my argument at the time. I don't really care. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I just think that it's, you know, there's been a, there's a lot of shit that goes along with trying to criticize Justin for passing yards per game. And that is, you know, you, you can put a lot of that on Getsy. So the, I think that what we've seen from Justin, personally, my opinion, it's just my opinion, I know you guys all have yours, and we appreciate your opinions. This is why you're here, and we appreciate you you here with your opinions. So we don't we're not shitting on them. My personal opinion is that I just think that you cannot give up the hall of picks that you are going to get for the for a guy who won't even play in a fucking bowl game. So Justin Fields is he's he's. He's been getting better. If you if you can't agree with that, then I, I don't know what you're looking at. He has been getting better. Are, is he passing for would what do I want 350 yards passing a game and four touchdowns? Yes. Who does that? You're asking him to be a top one percent quarterback in the league. So Mahomes ain't even doing it. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, Talk about you, problems in Kansas City, Will. I mean, you got guys here and in Chicago sports guy, you can have your opinion. That's fine. I'm not telling you that you can't. But at the same time, you're you're hyper-focusing on one single stat to tell the story of the entire player. And, and that doesn't work. That's why I'm calling bullshit on that. I, I'll throw this. Oh, oh, go ahead, Walter. No, I mean, you want to talk about turnovers. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is leading the entire league with 19 turnovers right now. Yeah, there's there's some problems. We're not, we're no, no, no one's talking about that though. No one's talking about Josh Allen and all the turnovers he have. And like oh, oh. I'm just saying. Like, like, and don't get me wrong, people don't say, well, but when it comes to crunch time, he can pass from the pocket. And I'm like, bro, come on, man. Like, like you you the comparables are not there. Like you you can't like it, it's and, and I love the spar, I love the debate. It, but it has to make sense. Like like you said, everybody got their opinion. They got their viewpoint. But like I said, at the end of the day, we when you look at the 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 the, the Buffalo Bills, you know they got Gabe Davis, they got Dawson Knox, they got uh, Stefan. What's his name? Diggs. Diggs. 
outside of with us, outside of more in Cole Komet, like realistically, consistently, who we got that can make a play. Because every time they're in a position to make a play, what will we get? And people say, well, they don't know if Justin's going to run a pass. Like, they're not even getting open. And when the ball comes to them, they bumbling, fumbling like they playing hot potato and hopscotch. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, like, shit, like, consistently, like, it, it's like I'm blown away the uh, the amount of ineptness that our offensive skill set players have shown when you've had the opportunity to make plays, move the chains, uh, and, and, and make it easier on the offense as a whole. Because me, I, I look at that as opportunities to showcase my talent, but – I can't how, – how can you do that if every time you're in a position to make a big play, you don't make the play? So I, I, I want to know what's – we got chats blowing up here. Chicago sports guy and Leonidas are clearly out on Justin Fields. And I'd like to know what what is your solution? Do you – are you trading that pick then? you trading the – you trading the Panthers pick – I'm, I'm sorry. Are you keeping the Panthers pick and you're drafting Williams? You drafting, you drafting Drake May, or what are you doing? You want you want somebody later? Maybe you want a a Ewers if he's coming out, or uh, who's a dude from Michigan if he's coming out? I'd like to know what you, what your what your um, solution is for this. Then JJ McCarthy, Michigan. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna tell Lightness, send us an email. Come on the show, explain this. That's all. Yeah. If we There's don't podcast at gmail.com. Come on the show and yep. well, give we're us on your the take. bottom of the screen, man. These guys, all three of these guys are two of these guys. Should all just come on here and tell us, man. If we don't understand it and you can't get your point across, come and say it because that's what we do. That's what. That's like why. That's why Will is here tonight, man. He. He's telling us his opinions, man. Everybody's got their opinions. We just went through it. That's what we do, Will, is we, we try to have a, a conversation where everybody can say their opinion, and then all we do is is, is give our points, man. Because we've, we've had stuff here where people are thinking one way, and they're, they're just locked into this. Mm-hmm. And then we've had an open discussion, and everybody's throwing in their two cents, and it, it changes opinions, or they see something in a different light. And that's that's all we're really trying to do is enlighten everybody to every point because not everybody always sees every point, especially if you're just watching the games, man. I've been so into watching the all 22, uh, especially with this stuff with Justin, man, because a lot of these professionals that were quarterbacks or trained quarterbacks for a living, this is what they do for a living, have been showing me consistently that it's it's been progressive. And in more recent times, it's like, uh, you know, would you love Justin to make that throw? Yeah, I would. But if he doesn't make it in this second, as he's coming around the corner and the defensive end is pressuring our tackle, blocking his view, if he doesn't make it at that exact moment, you don't want to make that throw because there is an opening, but it's not what everybody's saying it is. And it's not all the time. Quarterbacks miss open guys. It happens in every game. Watch every – we'll look at it all 22 from every game every week. I'll bet you see – 10, 20 receivers there where there's guys that was open that was missed, at least, at least. And, and Leonidas and Chicago sports guy, if you've if you've been watching this channel, you have seen throughout the season me saying the same shit you're saying right now because I have been there with you saying the same thing, that 
Justin Fields isn't he's his footwork and his and his timing and rhythm and his passing sucks compared to what we were looking at with Tyson Bajent at that point in the preseason. Then Bajent comes out and we see Bajent with this we're like, holy shit, to what Will was saying earlier in the show. The footwork and the timing and the rhythm and the of the passing and hitting different receivers. And then it turns out his arm is not as strong as we would all like it to be. If you could, if that, if that dude had a, had a Justin Fields cannon, we'd be talking about a different story right now, but yes, Justin Fields has been getting better and he, and considering what he's had to work with as far as uh, his offensive line, not being all together, you know, at the, the full unit when the season started before he was injured and Getsy being a complete fucking buffoon when it comes to calling plays and his his game plans just go right out the window one week and he he kept using that freaking Green Bay game plan from the first game of the season. He used it like four times this year and they were losses. So it's just it's for me personally, it's come down to this far in the season. There's a couple games left. Justin has been playing better, and I think that. Uh, as we've talked about a lot on this show with PJ and Walt and Foster is that, you know, you can win, you can win with him. And, and Swifty said this before, uh, you know, you build through the trenches and that's how you, you, you succeed. So if we can build our trenches and we can get Justin one more receiver, we can win with him. So, it, so again, I haven't seen the answer in here because I would like to know what you guys would like to do. Do, or do you want to take do you want to take Caleb, Caleb Williams at the first pick? What do you want to do with it, guys? Just your opinion. I'd like to know. Yeah. Can you win with Fields? Yes. But can you win because of Fields? Yes. Leonidas, let's, let's go back to last year. There was like five game-winning drives that were denied of Fields. It was like two, three goal line stances against the Commanders. It was a goal line stance against the Packers that they didn't score on. They had that freaking Pittsburgh Steelers game. Justin Fields won us that game, but it was taken away by a, a, a taunting penalty. The, the the Minnesota game last year, they were driving on the field, and Smith Marset just hands the ball back to the Vikings on the sideline. That wasn't his fault. They were driving. Valus Jones muffs a fucking punt. And in a game that they were winning, that Justin Fields had the comeback drive on. Sorry, he couldn't get the second comeback drive. I mean, there there are instances if you're if you're taking notes where he had plenty of chances to win us a game, and it was denied because of shitty play calling or things that were out of his control. And that's why, after us all having multiple um, therapy sessions on this show. I think that we've all like I these guys have talked me into agreeing that that's 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 I, that's got to be the thing to do is to keep him and just build your team with these next couple of drafts. And if it still doesn't work out with him, then maybe you have a first round pick in two years that you can use on a quarterback. Then do we want to see that? No. Could could Caleb Williams be a generational talent that we're. Again, that word does get thrown around a lot because we're still in the generation of Patrick Mahomes. So <laughs> we have to wait for Patrick Mahomes to retire before there's another generational quarterback. 
So I don't know. Is Caleb Williams a diva? Is he the kind of player that you want on your team compared to a Justin Fields? Justin Fields wants to be in Chicago. He is a team leader. So I don't know. Just I'm I'm just, you know, trying to I'm trying I mean, to I think I think what you're saying it goes down to more than his passing yards. Yeah. You need the quarterback to throw the ball. Yes, of course. He does, should he improve in that? Yes. I'd love to see more than just 180 yards passing. But you also need a leader and a guy that can go into the locker room and, you know, rev his guys up. And from what we've seen from the players themselves is they have his back. So that should be telling to you as well. Mm-hmm. You take that away from them. You you take a piece of them away as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and you run the risk, like I said earlier in the weeks before, about losing the locker room or losing just losing the players themselves by going out and you know throwing a pizza party for the fans that want to sit on twitter and say we need to move on from justin fields because of xyz whatever they want to pull up i don't you know it, it doesn't matter to me what the stat is and, and look and people got to understand too guess what that that roster if you look at 89 probably about 85 percent of that roster is 25 26 and below that's a that's a young roster so if you take someone that's perceived to be a leader up out of that that locker room now, now all that homegrown talent that's in there, they're gonna be like just like last year when they got rid of Roquan and got rid of Robert. Quan. Like they were like, what the hell going on? The only person they left with some seniority was Bojack. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause even even um Jalen Johnson, he's young. Jalen Johnson is like 24, 20, 25, somewhere in that that he he's one of the vets now, along with TJ Edwards and Tremaine Everett. So and Tremaine, Tremaine is twenty four. I think TJ is like twenty five. You got so when, when you build cohesion and you build like you said camaraderie, like they consider themselves brothers in that locker room. I know at the end of the day we're 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 identifying solely the the opportunity of Justin growing as a passer and things like that, but. I think his ceiling is super high. And, and I read some coming earlier. Well, okay, well, this is year three. There's no more excuses. Well, but there's no excuse for a depleted line. There's no excuse when you only got two people, DJ Moore and Cole Komet, that's consistently catching the ball. There's no excuse when you got a play caller that doesn't consistently puts his player personnel in position to excel and exceed. And to answer Bearski's question, wasn't uh, uh, he's saying I have a question? Name me Peyton Manning's offensive coordinators. I know it's an unrealistic comparison. However, did we ever blame his failure on play calling? It didn't matter because he was great. Wasn't it? Did, who was the? Uh, he became the head coach after what's his name retired. Wasn't he the the play caller most of his career? What's his name? Everyone was saying we should have hired him as head coach. He was Detroit's head coach. Oh, Jim Caldwell. Yeah, wasn't Jim Caldwell oh. his 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 coordinator most of his career? At one point in time, it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bruce Arians. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's another good one for you. <laughs> how, how, how many how many Peyton Mannings have we seen in the last twenty years? Gener- again, generational. One. Yeah. Two. One. Yeah. Two. I'm just. Here, I, I go back to this, man, because I've been watching a lot of Lamar, and I started looking at his stuff from his rookie year, and he was not a good passer, dude. He was not a good passer. But that that whole – see, he's still got the same coach, the same system, 
and much more talent around him than he had when he originally stepped. And and you know Baltimore's always been consistent anyway. They've been one of those teams that has turned over players and gotten the next good guy coming up. That's the other thing that we we don't do in Chicago, Will. We don't we draft man. I remember look when I was a kid going through the paper and looking at the drafts because you knew we we didn't have the media we had today, but you knew the names that were that you wanted to see in college. And I'd look at the Bears drafts every year, and we used to have 12 or 14 rounds. And I'd look at the names, and I'm like, man, we're, we're, we've got, we just drafted 14 or 15 guys, and we've got two players out of this draft. What the hell is that? I mean, mm-hmm. we did that for 20 freaking years, man. The only time there was a, a separation was in between. I mean, we, we went back to it because Jim thinks, uh, you know, 1976 comes in. And this is right after Peyton was drafted. It took him a long time to build that team, man. Uh, they were poor drafting and poor scouting in this organization. Then it's it's mm-hmm. it's been a whole lot better than it than it's ever been, probably than it's ever been right now. Just in two drafts, look at the names. Look at the guys that are staying on the field. Look at the guys that are getting poached. They're not all making it, but there's a reason they're being poached because the potential's there. And I just. Uh, Lamar, his progression has been, I mean, look at, did you guys see the last two games, the last two Raven games? I happened to catch them because I could see them for free. So uh, just what he's doing these days, man. And I'm going, man, this is, Justin does a lot of what he's doing now, but he doesn't, he doesn't finish it. Well, he doesn't have the same guys that Lamar's got. He hasn't been working with them for three years, four years, five years. So I just, I see, I see a lot of the potential where, if, if, and we we have not had a consistent offensive line the entire time he's been here. You can't tell me we have, where where it's been consistent block. It doesn't have to be the same guys. Look look at I I just the Cleveland game. I love that coaching staff for what they've gone through and what they've done. Man, four quarterbacks. Their lines, their offensive lines have deteriorated. Their backfield, they got problems in the say in the secondary, but. Uh, they went through, they're like on their third safety at the one position. Um, their defensive line's been a mess, but they've been able to scheme and make make all the necessary adaptations. That's the other thing that we suck at is second half adjustments. We made none against the Cardinals. None. Six freaking points. I'm rambling because there's too still too many things to be done on this team. Mm-hmm. Will, you're absolutely right. The defense is so close. We need a couple pieces, man. That's mm-hmm. looking great. But you take the rest of the team, man. You take that offense. We we need we got to get better in the interior offensive line. It's got to be consistent. And then we've talked about it. Guys doing their jobs, play to play. You're you're making twenty four million dollars a, a a season. Yeah, you should probably be on the field, especially in the fourth quarter when we're dying. Mm-hmm. An interesting thing too about the MVP season that Lamar had was. Yes, he didn't have a thousand yard receiver. That is true. I think what Mark Andrews only had what eight hundred and fifty two yards for ten touchdowns. But they also had two thousand yard rushers, twelve hundred yards from Jackson, and that's, you know ten eighteen from Mark Ingram. So the offense just went in a different direction, and that's why I brought up sometimes passing yards don't really mean he only had X amount of passing yards or to a certain receiver, but he had twelve hundred rushing yards. So what's the difference? end of the day, he still made up, you know, for those yardage in some way, shape, or form. So if you're not going to pass and you're just going to run, it's got to come from somewhere. 
And look, tell Leonidas, okay, he said Flacco had more yards in the fourth quarter than Fields did. <laughs> but, again, when you look at it in context, if everybody would have caught the passes they should have caught that game, Scott dropped, had two drops. Mooney had a drop. Then he dropped the Hail Mary. And what's the name dropped the 75? Man, that's like 340 yards right there. So it's like – and then when you look at it on the other side, okay, Flacco – we, we called out two plays, 51 and 37, that shouldn't even took place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That they were lucky on Flacco's. Like, everything's in context because, again, Flacco was put in a position to succeed, whereas when Justin gave his, his playmakers an opportunity to, to, to make a play, what they do? They That's all you saw. Like I said, I, I like everything to be in context. When Justin – Clearly messes up, misses a read, misses an open pass. Guess what? He deserves to be critiqued. But come on now. When these other guys are not handling business consistently, if you look week to week, again, I was pissed off too to only see 35 yards in the second half against Arizona when I knew we should have put up 40-some points. But I was waiting I was waiting for the Arizona comeback, to be honest. In fact, I was like, here it comes. Here yeah, it comes. Had, I think it was 24-16. I said, man, please tell me we ain't about to go through this shit again. <laughs> no. Arizona's just not good enough. If it was, you know what? If that was Atlanta, if we do that against Atlanta, we're losing. Mm -hmm. we're losing. We, we, look, I'm we got who, who they got? Uh, type Heineke. Yeah, that's who they're running. That's who's starting. You remember him last year from the Washington game against us? He actually, they actually beat us. No, not last year because last they had Carson Wentz. He was out. Got hurt. Oh, Heineke got hurt. No, Wentz got hurt. Mm. That's how they, they Heineke played against us. Well, you guys were talking about Mooney here, and I, you know, I, I want to bring up an interesting stat. You know, because we all can agree, I think DJ Moore is having a career year, right? Mm -hmm. With Justin Fields, you know, based on everything he's done in Carolina. And then we have the issue with Mooney where he was bringing up, oh, I'm not being used and all this other stuff. I mean, I don't know what he's actually said. It was all in the media, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. <clears throat> so we come up to the next couple games, which was uh, with Detroit and uh, somebody else. Either way, he had two games. He had 15 targets. Caught four. It's 26.6%. It's terrible. And you, right. you, know, you, wonder, you wonder why he's getting written out of the offense because that's that right there. We we gave you the opportunity and and you failed, unfortunate. Unfortunate as it is, that's what and happened. And, and those blocks again, I, like Mooney is normally for the most part a good blocker. Like it's just there's there's no you can tell it's like he's almost giving up. I hate to say it, kind of like remember Allen Robinson. Like you could tell, like yeah, Allen. You could tell he quit. Like the plays and 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 that's when. Justin, that was right when Justin was transitioning in. Um, after that Steelers game that we lost on that phantom um, personal foul call because of number 59, Cassius Mars, with his little spin kick, and then he got hip checked by the ref. I said, he, it's like the refs have been cheating us for so long that I, I've become immune to it. It used to just be during the Packers game, but now it's like every game. You know, we, we get hoes from late hits to phantom DPI calls to phantom holding calls. Like, we, we get hosed in every area known to man. 
I agree. Agreed, man. I, I, I bitch about it all the time, Will. Let, let me ask you guys this, because we've been talking about fields this, fields that. <clears throat> so I don't know who watched any of the All-22s, Will. I know you've seen it. Uh, everybody that, that I came in contact with, and I'm talking Schmitz and, and JTL Sullivan, there's like four guys that I literally was able to just chat with, and they all stated that actually this last game, Fields played a solid game, one of his better games, because the things that were going wrong were out of his control. And it, it actually went back to the, the Cleveland game, and you mentioned it, Will, where I, there was five critical balls that could have should have been caught in that mm-hmm. Cleveland game. I think four of them, I'm not, and I'm not even counting the Hail Mary. That's the thing. I'm not even counting that. Because three or four of those were were first downs where we ended up punting because the ball went right through Scott's hand, or it was it was touched, but Mooney had it, but he didn't catch it. Or uh, there was five of them in that game, man, because they showed them on the all twenty twos. They literally stopped and went over that play like six times. So, do you guys think? And, and, and this is I'm a, I'm a believer in this. Do you guys think there's enough progress in fields to where? If he continues his growth the next two games, and these are ifs, and he does it for three or four more games in in the the next season, that he's a he's a good okay quarterback. It's just a yes or no, real quick. I think he's Will? a fine quarterback right now. What do you think, Will? Good quarterback? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think who feels? I, yeah, I think he, Will, I think he can improve as a passer. Yes, okay. I. I I agree so, with a lot of what people are saying so, here. Chad. He can improve as a if, passer. If he's a fine quarterback and he's good, you you need because you can win with a good quarterback. You have to surround him with great talent. We don't have great talent. We just mm-hmm. we've got we've definitely got way better talent than we had last year. But but we still need to fix this thing, man. And to go in and get rid of them, you're, you're we're just starting all over again, man. And I I don't want to do that. I just don't want to do that. Somebody asked earlier in the chat if I wanted to keep Fields, and, and I've said it, I don't know for how long, man. I, you you got to keep Fields. You got to, you got to, you got to take the haul and, and and go on. I forgot. I had a better question than that, and I can't even remember because I'm getting aggravated with all the other shit going on here. Sorry. Not yeah, here, well, and that's why I want the line to be solid because if we if we see him in the pocket, like Flacco had three touchdowns and threw for 309 yards tonight against. The, the New York Jets, one of the top defenses in the league. But, you know, believe it or not, and man, both of Cleveland tackles are out. But Flacco, he's a savvy veteran. I'm, I'm watching him like, you know, he's been in the league, what, 12, 14 years? Again, once, once Fields understands uh, his hot routes, taking the layups, like he's a big game hunter. You know, like like either after you go through those first two progressions, if it's not there, take off but protect yourself. Because it don't make sense to sit in the pocket to wait for something to develop and come open if nothing's coming open. Because that everybody's bracketing DJ Moore for the most part. And nobody else, you know, Cole Komet, if it's not a design route a lot of time, he's not coming open. So he's limited with his resources. I agree. You can win with him. You can build around him and win. Absolutely. 
I mean, you remove DJ, you remove Cole. Where are you going to go next? Yeah, you're, you got problems there, man. That's, that's the question. Where do you go? You, you need to have that, that secondary wide receiver. Just like every other team has. They always have two. You know, like you said, we, we definitely increased our talent pool. We went out, we got DJ Moore. He's having a great year. Cole Komet is finally stepping up after, you know, a couple down years. And you know, I was off on Cole Komet uh, last season. I'll admit that. I thought he was slow. I thought he was a stone yep. hand. I, I didn't even want him here. I, but, you know, he changed my mind. He went out and I did what he had to do. He's just doing it. He's 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 making himself into boy is the he potential ever. that the potential that 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 they envisioned when they when he was drafted. I know it was previous, but and um, also and Coles resigned him. He resigned him. Yeah, his contract is starting like a steal. So if he keeps developing his route running, and and. You know, he can give us 40, 50, 60, 70 yards a game consistently, like kind of like what David and, and Jacques over here doing with Flacco. Right. Like, and then now you look, you throw another, you throw a, a Marvin Harrison Jr. on the other side, that makes Cole that more dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, let's, let's go, just look at the Tua situation as well. I'm not saying Justin Fields and Tua are, you know, the same player because they're not, but. Situation-wise, you had Jalen Waddle on the team, and two did okay, but they were still pushing for him to get out of town. He's a bust, yada yada yada. You bring in Tyreek Hill, and now all of a sudden they're Super Bowl contenders, and all that stuff from before has gone away. Yeah, nobody's so talking about Let's let, let, let bring in our Tyreek Hill and see what happens. That's it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. We, that, that that's the peak, and, and give us a, a scat back like a, a Devin Unchained. Lord have mercy, it's game off. Mm-hmm. And it is something does happen to the point where, you know, you, you trade, you get this haul, you bring in all these players and field doesn't work out or whatever. You have those other picks you've attained in the trade to grab another quarterback. So you win either way. If fields works yep. out, mm-hmm. great. You can use those picks for something else. If field doesn't work out, you have that pick in your back pocket to be like, all right, I'm going to go look at the quarterback class this year and, and, and see what's what. I said, if it all blows up, give me Arch Manning in 26. <laughs> but but just to move on from a quarterback, because, you, you know, you're afraid you may have to pay him $50 million. I mean, there was, a, there was a time that I, that I disagreed I with you know. on that. I don't know what to tell you. We've, we've had the rookie quarterback window for, what, seven years now running? Something <clears throat> like that? Yeah. You know, what good has it done us? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. And, and then – and then the coaching staffs too. I mean, and system. Mm-hmm. We just keep changing everything. You don't. We don't give anything any time to develop here, right? Because everybody's so damn impatient. There's yep. no, no developing. And then we bring in the wrong people. We bring in the wrong coaches. They run the wrong system. They run inadequate systems, especially offensively, because we've mm-hmm. always had a defense, but we've never had a consistent, solid, well balanced offense. Haven't had it. We haven't had it. And that's what you have to have to win today. You've got to have a solid defense, and you've got to have a well-balanced offense. One thing you guys mentioned earlier about, um, sorry, Dan, about Matt Eberflus is that even, you know, we're down all these games at the end of the year, the team stuck together. Now, partially Mm -hmm. that's on the players sticking together. But you need a leader at the top to keep the ship afloat and keep everyone together in a tight-knit group. So, I mean, I understand Flus hasn't made the greatest choices on some plays. He's definitely made some head scratchers. I'm not going to, you know, give him a pass on that. 
but at the same time, he's kept the team running smoothly in terms of, uh, you know, we didn't have a Raiders incident where the team basically gave up on their coach and they ended up, you know, firing him, the GM, the offensive coordinator, or I don't know who else they fired. Mm-hmm. But so testament to Flus there. It's the fucking turnstile out of hell. It's the turnstile, man. And then again, a lot of the, the guys that were complaining about, because I mentioned turnstile, and, and then I know you want to say something, uh, Will. Um, a lot of these guys that we've talked about, we've mentioned through here, uh, Green, and they're, they're placeholders till, till, till Poles finds the next better guy. This, that was part of the, of the clear out of last year, some of these guys. So there's, there's plenty of placeholders on this team waiting for the next guy to come in that's going to be better. There, there's more than I thought going into the season. I have watched it over the, throughout the season. And that's why I'm like, people are like, oh, dude, we're three, four guys away. I'm like, no, the defense is pretty set, but we need like 10 guys, man. We need like 10 real guys that we don't have that are not on this team. They're not on this team right now. I don't think. There's probably one or two. I'm probably wrong about one or two, but. You and I talked about this last night. I think it's more like four. Yeah, four like studs, like four big guys, and then the rest are back. You know, they're and dead. then what happens when they get hurt and we have nobody again? Like right. we'll we'll kept mentioning depth, and I'm like, yeah, we need to have good depth. We don't have good depth. Give mm-hmm. me the who we got four freaking centers on this team. Uh, which yeah. one? Which one do you keep? None of them. The only one I'm the only one I'm interested in is what who who is Kramer? What is Kramer doing? He's on our practice squad because he's the only one I haven't seen playing an NFL game. I, I've seen enough of Patrick, I've seen enough of Whitehair at center. Uh what about Frank? We didn't see any of Feeney. We saw how much of Feeney. Oh, I take it back. We talked about this. Feeney finished yeah, that, that one game up and was probably he's probably actually, if you take every snap, he's probably the best guy to snap on the team. If you take every snap throughout the season from Whitehair and Patrick, and Patrick has gotten better, but I'm still, I'm still seeing him reach on some of these, some of these snaps, man. There's still a problem there. Yeah. So, well, Foster, do your credit. All those guys are probably going after this year, anyways. So because the contracts are up. Yeah. Right. Right. That's why I said we really only have Kramer. Yeah. He's well, the only, he's the only one. He's on a practice squad. He still seems a little small to me. He seems like he he'd be on the ground just as much as Patrick. <laughs> that's that's one of that's one of Poles guys. It's it's it, it might even be Poles from when he was playing because Poles was that same build, that same type. But we don't know. There's there's a reason he drafted him. There's a reason he was taken. There's a reason he's back. Time will tell. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Will. I thought you were going to say something. Oh no, you're 100 spot on. Like we got to get um, at least three offensive uh, interior linemen. We need another tight end because I don't see Tanya coming back. We need a scat back. We need probably at least two wide receivers because if we don't keep six, it'll be DJ Moore plus two new ones. They'll probably bring Equinomius back. Bayless probably going to come back. Tyler Scott, that'll be six. So offense will be, be, be solidified. Then on defense, we go get that edge. We go get that other three tech. And I think we – Look, we in business. We ready to run. Like I'm, I'm like we, I think we can win with Justin. I I keep telling people if, if give him time. I know everybody. Keep, well, he doesn't have three. Like, give him time. If, if everybody doesn't develop at the same path, we got a good backup in, in, in Tyson. 
he's going to get in the gym this offseason, get his crossfit on, get stronger. So, you know, in the event, just had to go down two, three games because we, we're we building something special right now. And I just want to keep – I want I want to keep this momentum going because the last thing you want is for players to be like, oh, shit. And they jettison out their quarterback. Like, what what that mean for me? Because, of course, you're going to think that. It, he might not be a Poles guy, but he was drafted by the organization. <laughs> Who is TV17 saying somebody saw him? Uh, oh, he's talking with uh, Joe Treviso. <clears throat> he's calling him a Bajan lover and all this stuff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, our, our chat gets pretty crazy, man. But they – at least nobody's out there. Call, call, you're a dumbass. You're a piece of crap. I hate that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, they, they just it's it's fine to debate stuff, but when you start calling somebody, yeah, that's name, what I'm, I'm all about debating. No start calling out the name. Guess what? We gotta meet you. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> not add no value to the chat. There you go. Yeah, if you're just trying to fire everybody up. I mean, it's opinions. Are like assholes. We all have them. <laughs> that, that, that's it. And like I said, look, yeah, look, you got to understand too. Justin got to get better because he want to see his second contract. You know, he, he, look, year four. Even if they exercise the fifth year option, that still don't mean you're gonna get a. a, a everybody keeps saying, "Oh, well, do I want to pay him fifty million a year?" And just because you exercise the fifth year option, don't mean he's gonna get fifty a year. Where you getting that from? Hmm. Leo's Leo wanted to pull us up for us. Uh, Love and Tua are only passing for 40 more yards per game than Fields. So if passing yards are all you're looking for. And and how much more are they how, – how many yards are they running for a game? Right. Does it total, does it total more than the yards Fields, Fields getting per game? There's my question. How many yards does he have on the season? Does anybody know that one? Just curious. Who feels? Justin Fields rushing yard on the season. I don't Five, know. I, I know he leaves the uh, the team. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> with the running backs that keep going down, nobody's been consistent there either. That's no. another thing. What if what if we had like 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 you were saying, Will, we, we had a and I and I believe and everybody's like he's slow, but I I'm a big fan of Roshan Johnson because he just gets the job done. Yeah, but he runs so hard sometimes. It's like if if he just cut it to the right, man, he he yep. be he be going. He he just try to run over people. I'm like, bro, like I'm seeing this whole. If you make somebody miss, you you off to the races. But he just he squares up and just if it's a if it's a corner of safety, he taking him head on. But that's that's why I like him, Will, because his ceiling is high. If, once he starts learning these other aspects of the game, look at. He's the best. He's the best I'll pass blocker back. we got. He's probably the best receiving running back we got. And then yeah. I, I noticed this over the last, I don't know, since Fort, when Foreman came in. So since Foreman started, because I, if you remember when I was saying this, Shorty, I'm like, I says, man, I, I watch Herbert and Foreman, and Roshan does it too sometimes. I, I give him a little bit of a, a break because he's a rookie and they're not. Mm-hmm. They, 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 in the blocking scheme, even when it messes up, they hit the wrong lanes. Now, Roshan had a run the other day where that run was to the left, to the right, and there was no hole. And he went back two steps. He stopped, 
Mm -hmm. Went back two steps and went to the left and picked up seven or eight yards because mm -hmm. he went and found a hole to run through. Yeah, uh, I love how he switched. Our, he switched the he switched the ball. He switched and were... the ball. He switched the ball because of where he was running from right to left. Yeah, um, that was one thing that I, pissed I, me off about Monty all the time. He never switched the ball to the sideline hand. If he was running on the, I think he he must have been left-handed because I think he always had the ball in his left hand. So if he was on the right sideline, he had the, he always had the ball in his left hand. Still, it's like put the ball in the right hand, in the right arm. Fairski says, guys, how can we feel good about the long-term health when he's our leading rusher and running backs in this league last three or four years? There's a difference, Fairski, and you're seeing it in the last few games. Mm -hmm. He's he's avoiding the hits. He's running out of bounds. He's sliding sometimes when we don't even want him to. Mm -hmm. he's just become a smarter runner and if you look you go to baltimore again i gotta go back to lamar because he's done exactly the same thing mm -hmm. he's becoming a smarter runner mm -hmm. and it doesn't happen overnight especially right. when you're bounced around in different systems and different coaches you can't everybody's like everybody makes me feel like that this has been five years in with polls it's not even two years yet i know it's not even 24 freaking months that Poles has been running this team. Right. And and people make me feel like we've been sitting here talking about Poles and Fields for four or five years already. Well, we are going on three hours here. I'm, I'm seeing Will. Will yawned a couple it, times. It's Will's fault, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but. Well, let me know the next time, brothers, because I'm about to go get in the bed. Yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, we didn't we'll even we didn't mean to even we didn't even mean to keep you this long. Well, we just start bad when we do this. We've done this a few times, and we look up, and it's three in the morning. It's terrible. <laughs> but hey, that's how you know you're passionate about it. Uh -huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So please, oh, well, please come back because this was fantastic in my eyes. Anytime, oh yeah, um, give me posted. Much tell everybody where they can find tell everybody where they can find you, Will. Yeah. They can find me on Twitter at We Are Right06 on Instagram, We Are Right34. And we always talking bears, the a hey, the, the the next level to sustain a great product and give us a return on investment where the fans will be delighted. Mm -hmm. Let's awesome. go. We appreciate you joining us tonight, Will. Thank you so much, man. It was awesome meeting you and going to the. Oh, we were. He, he was on the field with us with Chris Watson and I, and we were waving the flag. I, really, I was, I was there, man. I couldn't believe when we walked in. So we walk into Soldier Field, and I got Chris Watts tickets, and there's no way to transfer it to his phone. So I got to go where Chris is, just to get in. So you remember this, Shorty? We walk in, and who's standing there, man? Who's standing well, there? Like waiting. Like waiting for us. He's like waiting for us to come in. You turn around and there's Will going, Oh man, shit, I'll take care of that shit. Blah 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 blah. It was hilarious, man. That was a great day, too. That was a blast. He's wearing the same, he's wearing the same on-field shirt that they gave all of us. We're like, wait a second, you're going on the field. He's like, Yeah, I'm going on the field with you. I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> Look, I thought they wanted me to suit up, baby. Come on, baby. Let's go. You know, we would have done it. <laughs> you better believe it. Come on. I go out there and get my old crack back. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll let you head out of here and then we'll wrap up the show uh but we want to thank you for coming on you've been an awesome guest we cannot wait to have you back on again brother hey i appreciate it anytime like i said i had a good time Man, happy new year to you and your family 
Happy New Year to y'all, brothers. Hey, it's going to be a, a new year of prosperity, W's, wins. Let's go, Super Bowl. Let's get ready. New yeah, Orleans. We got we to gotta have you on like one of the pre-draft shows, Will, if you're interested, dude. Oh, yeah. Just let me know. Let me know. Absolutely, man. Or even Absolutely. the draft show, the marathons. Yeah, let me know before I get booked up. All right. Well, let's go. Oh, we'll get, get on book. next. We'll be, I'll be sending you I'll be sending you a DM in about 10 minutes, dude. Better make <laughs> right, a point. Man. Okay. Make it Buster, our director, he's our, our director of media relations. It's because they don't know what else to call me besides the freaking asshole in the middle. <laughs> no, man. Look, Foster's doing a phenomenal job for real. Yeah, for real. You are, man. I will. I, I love the Bears. I've been watching them since I was a little kid. I've seen every game since we drafted Walter Pate, dude. Bro, it, come on, man. And not only that, real quick. My, my family has been following the Bears that, that I can guarantee. I believe it's longer, but I can guarantee since 1932. Really? So, wow. really, really. That's honest. And it's probably it's probably because my father got into the Bears from his father. Well, he, he was here in Chicago after World War One. He was in the cavalry, and he moved to Evanston in, like, 1921. So we're really thinking that we've been following the Bears in this family since they moved to Chicago from Decatur, 1921. Wow. wow. I can't prove that, though. That's why – but I know for a fact since 32 because my father is – my father was blessed. He grew up during the glory days, man. He he got to see all the games at Wrigley Field in the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s. Wow. And he that, followed them on the radio in the 30s. That is a blessing. Yeah. That is, that's so, awesome. Look at look at my damn wall. I see you back there, brother. Mm -hmm. Got the ancient archives back there. I like it. Mm -hmm. I love I got, that. I got, Michael Jersey. I got some new stuff. Like my sister just these are ancient shirts from the eighties. He'll keep you on it for get out of here while you can, Will. I'm like when? Where the <laughs> hell is my shirts at? I don't know. I didn't see them. She's, she's going. I didn't see your shirts. I don't know where they're at. So I come in today to the studio, and she goes, oh, open that box. Okay. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Oh, Ooh, awesome. I, I, I was like looking for them to wear them. I'm like, where the hell are they at? She's like, I don't know. And she's like, I was trying not to laugh in your face. But <laughs> <laughs> my, my family's nuts. We have, we have a blast, man. She hops on here all the time. I'm surprised she wasn't on tonight. But <laughs> no, thanks again, good. Will. Thank you, man. Hey, anytime, anytime. Keep me posted. All right, we will. We definitely will, for sure. All right, y'all have a great evening. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year to you, my friend. I'll be All watching right. you. <laughs> I told, I, uh, I almost just kicked myself. I almost just left the studio myself, and I was trying to pull them out. <laughs> <laughs> I can take it. I'm a big guy. <laughs> oh man, we're we're kind of toying around. The idea of a uh, a New Year's a yeah. New Year's bash show starting somewhere around eleven forty five Eastern time or something. I kind of need. I got. I have family in town. My cousin and his Steve, who you met, and his wife are in town. So I want to see how the. I want to talk to them tomorrow and see how they feel about that. If it's too much for them, then. Uh, we probably won't do it, but I, I think that would be awesome to do like a midnight show kicking in the new year and try to have on as many uh, guests as we've had on the show before. Just come in for, you know, a few minutes and 
say happy new year and all that shit celebrate with us so we'll 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 be looking out look out for that because um that might be something that we're looking to do i think that'd be fun don't you foster yeah you guys just just keep your notifications on over you know coming up here like full in the next what is it what when's new year's eve is is sunday so yeah, that's new year's after eve. the bears game and we would normally do our late late or our post 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 game show sunday but we we might be doing this instead so keep the notifications on sunday check it out if you're up or if you're available and you want to you want to talk some bear shit and just or just anything man um yeah i'm thinking it would be more of just a, a fun you know we could talk some bears of course but uh just it'll just be a fun new year's you know extravaganza show anyone who's older like us and not out partying until they have a hangover the next day older like us dan's, dan's not even 50 yet man i don't know about this fucking guy sometimes sorry <laughs> My aunt, my aunt, my mom's sister FaceTimed me at midnight on Christmas. Well, it would have been uh, the 26th, you know, so the day, 12, yeah. 12 a.m. on the 26th, she's FaceTiming me when I'm laying in bed watching primitive hut building videos to fall asleep to. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not answering this. And she goes, I just texted you to say, or I just, I just, I just uh, FaceTimed you to say uh, happy birthday and uh, Merry Christmas and all that. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm in bed. I'm, I'm going to sleep. She's like, man, you are getting old. <laughs> yeah, and, and she's a little bit older than you. <laughs> but she's got more. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. She's got to be. Forgot, I wanted. I wanted. I forgot to pull. Damn it, PJ, you need to be here, dude. I totally dropped the ball on the interrogation. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I meant to have you get on that because i wanted to to find out a little bit more I, I i didn't really dive into that i know we didn't dive into that with him at uh aldo's party um no, but i wanted to much yeah i wanted to i want i was looking forward to pj's interrogation of him i want i need to make yeah, like yeah. a segment for our new guests make like a pj interrogation little opener or something <laughs> that'd be fun a absolutely it's it's a good part i, I like that you know i'm just that's awesome. DVD at 68. I'm a doing, I'm doing good to make it to our regular 11 PM Thursday night sign offs. That's awesome. We'll let it go. Get rest when you need it, brother. Yeah. He was yawning. We're getting wrapped this up anyway. Yeah. We'll took off. We gotta, we gotta go through the chat, man. That's for sure. Yeah. We gotta get through chat. Uh, so, so Dan, you're, are you at the bottom of the chat? Yeah. Good. Start going because I'm like halfway to the top right now. I've been sitting here holding it. Okay. Zach Sullivan, thanks for joining us. Plank, Mr. Mayhem, Cliff Victoria, Mark Kazak, Mo Beerman, Joe Treviso, Doug Van Dorn. Leonidas. 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 Chicago sports fan, Hair Bear. Sun Taurus, great to see you again. Sun Taurus. Who else? Uh, there's so many. There was Bearski, Michael Henneman. Man, Our chat was huge. blowing up tonight, man. This chat is huge tonight, dude. I, I thought I was halfway there. Just keep Mark, going. Mark Gautier, thank you for your super chats tonight. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for keeping the lights on here. Helping too. <laughs> STC Scott, Brian Reberg, 
Bear Truth. Zach Sullivan, Mark Kazak, Leo Factor One. New Breed. New Breed was in here. I missed him. Yeah, he was yeah, in here for, for a quick second. Damn it. Uh, TB, TB17. Appreciate you yeah. guys. I mean, we know that everybody has all of your own opinions, just like we have all of our own opinions. And PJ, great to see you in here. Sorry we miss you, man. Hope you're feeling better. But, you know, yeah. that's what... Go ahead. Brian Reberg, STC Scott. But that's what opinions are for. That's why we're all allowed to have them, and this is the place to to let them out. Respectfully, Matt, of course. Matt Kedro popped in, and what's up, fellas? Big ups to the Will Wright. Yeah, Will was awesome tonight. Plank, Plank. Swifty. Plankster was in here, Swifty. Uh, I got PJ, Matt Kedro again. CJ Williams. CJ was on the show a couple weeks ago, man. Yep. Always always good to see CJ. He's all over the place, man. Yeah, CJ is awesome. He's, he's yeah, we had a shitty connection last time with him. Yeah. We lost him a little bit early. Yeah, we'll work that out. Did, uh, did you get James Hunter and Ack Adam? James Hunter, James uh, Jay Sanders, Chris Watts. Yep. We, we try to get all you guys. Without you, this is possible, but it's just not fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, so thank you, guys. And we love hearing your opinions and, you know, hearing your guys's, um, uh, therapy, you know, it's kind of a therapeutic session. Whether you, you want to get some shit off your, your chest, you want to complain about somebody, you want to complain about Justin Fields, it's your right to do it. Here's another person that I asked. Demond Ice. George, Sekul George Sekulis. Yes. George Sorry. and Demond. Yes, definitely. Bears Media Company. Bears Media Company. Yes. That's, that's Brent. And I actually invited him on the show because he is full of information. Full of it. Not in a bad way either, dude. Check out Bearski Films. He's got a, yep. some great stuff going on over there. So does Bears Media Co. He's got some great stuff going on over there. Easy sure, Bear Down Davis. Make sure you check out uh, Walt's new channel too. Yep. Walt's, Walt's starting Walt's, one up. He's got a he's got a Walt's killer video on there right now, guys. Fun making videos. Oh, DBB. Yep. Ravi. Ravi, come you. up. Joe Treviso. We say that already. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Say it again. Joe Treviso. Evie Beardown Davis. A lot of good Evie. comments. I see, I see her. All, she's all over the place, man. She's in a lot of chats. Yeah, she's awesome. It's nice to see females in Bears chats, you know? Absolutely. We're supposed to be having one as a guest, too. Yeah. Um, Ashley. Yes. That's. We'll have to get into that more because she's going to be on here. I was like, I went through a bunch more of her stuff. Like, we did say James Hunter, you said DBD, Jay Grizz, C Sharp, Jay Grizz. Matt Kedro was in here. Yep. yep. Thanks for joining us from uh, from the Nomad Network. Uh, Mark's pointing out Nomad has a show tomorrow. I'm sure you guys yes. all know about Nomad's show as well. Check him out. I actually sent them uh, Happy New Year's Day emails or Happy nice. New Year's emails. Nice, nice. To everyone nice. over there at Nomad. You guys, I can send them to you too if you guys check your email. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. 
I saw it was from him, and I just deleted it because I, so I thought I figured he did. No, I didn't. I didn't. No, I know you didn't. Jay Gruden. Didn't look at it. I'm way behind on emails, man. I'm just catching up on text messages. <laughs> Retro was in tonight, and and we got to thank Mark Goudier for all the super chats again. Yes, I mean, that was, thank you for your you super know, chats again, Mark. A ton, man. That's awesome. Thank you, man. And we got to thank Will Wright because because it was just great to sit here and listen to him and talk to him about all this shit. Zach Sullivan. Yeah, Zach. I think I already mentioned it, but if I didn't, I apologize. It doesn't matter. Zach's always got, he's always got a take on everything. He's always got his view. Mm -hmm. And they're all, you can't, I can, I can over, I can't, even when, even when I disagree with them, I, it's a good point, Zach. You son of a yeah. son. <laughs> well, the thing about Zach, is that you, he has a different opinion, but he, like, he, he'll talk to you about it at least. Yeah. Right. Right. That's that's what I mean, and that's why I like it. And then good old Don Burr was in Don here. Burr, thanks for hanging Don out with us. Burr had to make the appearance. You, <laughs> hey. you, did, you did mention C Sharp, because C Sharp's always around, man. Matt Hepler. Matt. We missed that one. AC Adam. I said Ack Adam, man. Every time oh, I Ack Adam. Ack Adam. Yeah. <laughs> we He's do everywhere, too, man. We do appreciate the. Uh, um, Matt Kudrow and C Sharp hanging out with us tonight. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. E DeSalvo. Uh, e DeSalvo is retro. Oh, it is right there. You saw he got me, man. Because yeah. I don't know if you caught this. I read that and I immediately because I looked at the camera and I went, Oh crap. As soon as I saw that in the middle of the broadcast, I didn't even say anything. I just did it. He's got to stop doing that. He's messing me up. <laughs> he he, I know he came it. in here as retro or as a, a uh, on both of his accounts. <clears throat> media, blah blah blah, whatever media it was for him. I think that's oh yeah, everybody, and it? and I, here's a new one. I didn't see this one before. Retros comedy clips. Oops, wrong account. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't like to. I don't like to go into people's chats as Bears Country podcasts. So sometimes I just start talking in chat as bears country podcast i'm like ah shit <laughs> <laughs> oh guys uh, good show man i think that's everybody i'm if we missed yeah. you i apologize oh, stc scott do we get you yes yeah if we missed you we apologize it was that means you're not here anyway to see it because it was so long ago <laughs> this chat is just man i can't Every week, I think it keeps getting longer. Every week, dude, I'm not kidding you. Well, we broke the record, guys. We had like 54 people in here at one point. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see, I, I'm just terrible. I just don't. I don't. I just want to make sure that that everybody gets their name in and everybody gets as many people as possible get their their stuff on the board and mm. you know. C sharp's so. like C sharp's laughing other. He's like only 54. <laughs> yeah. I'll take more. <laughs> oh, we, did you guys ever answer this question? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah we kind of did. I, That's why yeah, I didn't post I, it. I, up. I know I'm joking around, man, because we, yeah. we, we we probably answered it ten times tonight. And then uh, Chris Watts. I, I said Chris, I said I said Hair Bear, didn't I? No, we you probably missed Hair Bear. He just I just saw him at the end. I didn't see him until later. So Hair Bear. I thought, I thought you were one of the first names I said. I apologize, Hair Bear. We we do apologize, man, because Hair Bear's been with us forever, dude. 
Um, Mark, I'm not doing the no. Uh, the Falcons game is a no, but we are um, we are doing uh, Lester and I are doing the Packers game on PSF. And after that, I don't. I'm not sure what's going on with uh, how much longer PSF will be going on for us. But um, if you guys definitely need to check that out if you haven't yet. The, the PSF Pro Sports Fans app, mobile app. Um, go find the Bears, the Bears fans chat room, and it's just like an ongoing chat. It's pretty cool. You can spit out all your opinions. Leonidas, you can go in there and shit on Justin Fields to your heart, your heart's content. <laughs> Chris, Chris asked this question because I was up. It was six thirty in the morning when I tore the tendon off my bone. I was going to work, dude. I was in my car on my way to work in Chicago, which I hate. And as a matter of fact. Uh, about two months after that, I've never worked in the city of Chicago again. <laughs> Too much of a pain in the ass, man. It ain't worth the money, the aggravation, and the drive time. Mm-hmm. It ain't worth it, dude. I hear you. Man. So, uh, I don't know if there's anything else we missed. If there Can is not, in? What? if there is not, if 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 we miss something, then uh, if we miss anybody in chat, we apologize for one thing because uh, we try to get all, got- all you guys. Does anybody got all the way down to the bottom the last six or eight comments? I'm just curious because I'm not there. Yep, I'm I'm there. Okay. Uh, just when I was looking at stuff, six or eight comments popped up. I just want to make sure. In the huddle, Chicago DB Sickles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go to, go check out Walt's page. He, he, he put out an awesome uh, Justin Fields video. Re- really crisp. Video nights had her everything on it, man. Keep it, 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 it was better, man. I had to cut down some because of uh, copyright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that I was playing those nine, clips dude. last week. I was playing the clips of <laughs> of Justin Fields when he threw that uh, the hail mary and got slammed. Yeah, that pissed me copyright off. Copyright issues. Like, wow. That was every and that was everywhere, dude. Yeah. That was on all over Twitter. I got it. I put it up even, dude. I didn't get no copyright shit on Twitter. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't think I don't think Twitter is really going to nail you with anything. But, and you can, but you can be monetized on Twitter, which is bullshit. If you copyright to copyright, right? And you would think. <clears throat> I always try and keep things under eight seconds, and that one was like sixteen. Yeah, yeah, I was I was shocked. That's what I I was doing the same thing. But I guess it doesn't work that way. It was, that's why I just try to keep to the all 22 now because that's there's I definitely just, no issues with that. So I just hit clicked on Steve by accident, dude. So and I don't I, I don't know where it's at. <laughs> here, let's go back to the here. bottom is on. Yeah, we'll I'm nowhere near the bottom, dude. <laughs> this is long, man. This is long. Yeah, I know. It's well, it's a three hour show to go through. So, but uh, we we want to wish you guys, everyone in chat. First off, thank you very much for joining us. Um, make sure that you tell your friends, like, and subscribe, set your notifications because, um, we might be doing a, a, uh, New Year's Eve show. So look out for that. That should be, that would be our last and first show, our last show of 23 and our first show of 24 at the same time, man. That's why I think it'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool to have, you know, Swifty come on for a few minutes and have like new breed wants to come on for a few minutes. Everybody on here. Everybody. Brian Reberg said he might be, you might come on for you know a few minutes. Chips Ahoy Boy said he would. Because before we go, um, Cl- Cliff's asking this question. Yeah. Oh, I guess we should do that, huh? I just got to it. 
because we know I forgot to ask Will. Um, go ahead, Dan. You're first. Says your name. All right. So this is it's, it's uh Atlanta in Chicago. It's it's really it's it's not as cold as as Chicago, but it's it's a lot colder there than you think. So, but they are indoors. I'm, I think the Bears are going to win this game. And <laughs> it's just going to, this is what's going to happen. Everything's going to happen on this left page here. The Bears are going to win. The Giants are going to win. The Buccaneers are going to win. The Steelers are going to win. And the Vikings are going to win. And then we're going to go into that final week with only needing us to beat the Packers and the Cardinals to, to win, the Niners to win. And we're going to lose to the fucking Packers and the Cardinals and the 49ers are going to both win. That's what's going to happen. And then I am going to flip my lid when we lose to the Packers again in another big game like that. I'm going to flip my fucking lid. I can just feel it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it to myself right now. I'll wait till it happens. I don't want to stress myself out over something that hasn't happened yet. But God, I hate Green Bay. <laughs> My problem, my problem there, Dan, is that Rams game right off the bat. I just don't see the Giants winning that game. Well, it is. Rams are way better than their record, but you never know. The one, the thing that's that we have going in our favor is most of those are home games, except for the Steelers. I understand that. Yeah. So I, I don't. I don't know. Oh, and yeah, go Jacksonville. We want Jacksonville to beat the Panthers. They should. Steve said Fields is getting four touchdowns Sunday, man. Holy crap. That'd be nice. That would be a treat. It's going to piss some people off if two of them are rushing touchdowns, though. (laughs) Yeah, I know. How about it? What if if he threw for 300 yards and scored four rushing touchdowns? Boy, (laughs) this guy stinks. He can't throw a touchdown pass. (laughs) <laughs> right the doctor will see you now shorty zach sullivan says <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun to root for the giants and the buccaneers and the steelers and the vikings this weekend i know that much well i i would be more than happy to let this thing grow another damn week i mean it's starting to be a pain in the ass guys but until looks, they're out it looks like it's a pain in the ass until they're, I mean, Jesus Christ! I wish I had it on my head. I wouldn't be bald. <laughs> why don't Why don't you just trim, trim, it, trim it, up. it up just a little bit? You know, trim it at up least and glue it on. At least edge it. Yeah, just trim I, it and glue I, it. I, I, I've been gonna do that for like three weeks, and all I've done is trim the stash a couple times, and it just grows so fast. I'm like, I'm, and then I got all this other crap I, I'm going on, and then I'm outside, and boy, is this nice to have outside in this weather, man! It really is. It's not terribly cold. But I'm not. My face and my head used to be so cold all the time with just the mustache or the the horseshoe. Not at all now, man. I could stay out there all day as long as I got some gloves and socks on. <laughs> DVD is asking what the weather is going to be like in Chicago. It's uh, right is it, now. Is it gone? Thirty-four. Jordy's putting his prediction off. He's trying to figure it out there on his calculator. Oh, my actual prediction. I'm going to go uh, uh, twenty. 28 14 bears. Ooh. Yeah. It'll be 34 degrees this weekend in Chicago. So it's, it's 34 30. degrees. 
The Bears are plus three in this game against Atlanta. The over-under is 38. I think they're going to go over, and the Bears are going to win 27 to 17. Okay. That's, that's oh, following my credo of 26, 27, eight points a game, and we keep the opposing team under 20 because the defense is capable of doing it. What do you guys hey. say in chat? What do you guys in chat say? What's the score? What's your, what's your are one point off. And what did I say, 28-14? Yeah, and I was going to say 28-17, but I changed it to 27 because you said 28. I swear to God. <laughs> so, Cliff, we were actually dead on, dude. Nice. Two old fucks. Two old fucks. Two old gen fucks <laughs> thinking the same is terrible. <laughs> nah, not at all. Doug saying 35-24 bears. We, we can't give that many up in my book, Doug. But I'll take it. Seventeen, <laughs> fourteen, close, close score for Mark. Mark going for that defensive struggle, and he might be right. Twenty-four, seventeen, mayhem. Mister Mayhem, sixty-nine. I love, I love Mayhem sixty-nine, and that, not personally you, Mayhem, but just, just the fact of Mayhem and the number sixty-nine. That's another Flex reason I got to shave this thing, man. Sorry. 35-14. Newbreed's giving us a win. 31-27. 31-27. And, and, and Steve, while you're on there, give me your prediction for that, that uh, Lions game this week. Where are the Lions playing? Oh, they're playing uh, Dallas. Oh, that's right. Uh. I got the Lions squeaking that one out. I, I just I got a gut feeling that... Uh, I, I really think they're going to lose, but I, something just is telling me that Dallas is going to pull some of the Dallas crap they've pulled this year. And that will open the door for the Lions to take that game. Cliff saying the Bears have the number one run D, D in the league. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. What is So between the running game and the – so they're 12th overall. On defense? There, yes, on defense. I couldn't find it. I was looking all over for it. And I think I ended up seeing it on Bears Media Call. And I think it was, I thought it was through CBS, but, but I'm wrong. I'm, I might be wrong. Because he said they were ranked 12 defensively too. And I saw that and went, wow, cool. Hmm. Newbreed's thinking 41-31 uh, Lions. Beating them cowgirls. <laughs> Thanks, you know, I, I can see the Lions beating them. I, if they're on their game like they should be after what the, what's happened in the last few weeks, they could. I mean, they should be able to win. Mm-hmm. I know it's in Dulles. I lived in Dulles myself. Dulles. Dulles. They're um, they're they're uh, traffic system like their roads are a nightmare. We drove through it. God, that was. We were, we were in a twenty a twenty six drive around it. We were, we were drove we we had a twenty six foot moving truck pulling a trailer with a car on it, and it was like white knuckled chaos. I don't know how it, it was. Ter- it was terrible. Cliff, I know Dallas plays much much better at home, mm-hmm. much better at home. They they're just unbelievably bad on the road. Mm-hmm. But that's that's why the other reason I'm like they're due to lose there. Yeah. Mark saying I'd love the Lions to win, but I don't think they will. I, I don't know. 
think they have a, they have a, they have a, they have the best chance they've had in a while. I'll give them that much. That's the oh, damn I, straight. I, w- I would like to see them beat. I, I they're my second least liked team in the league. Is the Cowgirls? Oh, like this. They're my one B. Packers one A. Cowboys one B. I've hated them since I was a little fucking kid. I can't stand them. Well, if you head out to a, a Lions Bears game next year, new breed, let us know. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll align those games. Steve, absolutely. Let me know, dude. Yeah. yeah. Let me know. Let me know, Steve, when you're doing that, and then I'll save you a lot of aggravation too. Because we'll just hang out. And there, yeah. there were a ton of Lions fan there, fans there too this year. Oh, I bet. You know they've. This is their moment. They've, they've got something to travel about, Walt. Well, I mean, I also do question how many of those are actually Bears fans until the Lions actually started doing good these last couple of seasons and just traded jerseys. <laughs> Conspiracy, Walt. Not joking around, dude. <laughs> I, th- I think we talked last night, Newbreed, about you joining us Sunday if we do a show, a, a late night show, midnight show. So uh, if we do, I'll, I'll I'll shoot you an email. And um, plus, Foster, I think you have his number, right, Foster? Yes. Cool. Yes, yes. Well, I think that's a wrap. We're going on three and Walt? a half hours. We need Walt. right on the dot. That'd be that'd be interesting. Okay, says 3114 bears. 3114 bears from Walt the producer tickles. Excellent. Well, we well, we we will reach out to you if we get this lined up new breed. Absolutely, Steve. And I am I do apologize about a couple weeks back, dude. But we will do that. I love Did you see the logo he made for the shows when we were supposed to do the podcast? Oh yeah, I did. Did you see that? So, so yeah. make sure you save that logo, that thing, that that header, uh, Steve, because that was great. Where it was half you guys and half PCP. Save that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll use that. We we got We still got to do that show with all of us, man. Yeah, I I apologize myself for not making that because it was. I, I thought we were doing it much earlier, and then it got to be too late, and by then I was already down for the count. So we definitely have to make that happen. There is a we're, uh, we we do have we have Aldo coming on next Thursday. He's our guest next Thursday, um, and I fucked that up because there's a Packer fan that um, wants to wants to come on the show with us for the the to do a preview of the next week's game. Uh, a really nice guy from PSF that um, made friends with. I can't believe I'm saying that he's a Packer fan, but he's a really nice guy. Yep. Uh, very much Sorry, like dude. like you, Steve, new breed. So. Um, I thought about that, but now I have to figure that out because we're having Aldo on, so I can't. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to uh, cancel out on and Aldo. I'm looking forward to having Aldo, him on. Aldo's on the fourth. Yeah. On on the eleventh is Joe Mandel. Okay, that's the following week. And then and then what's her name is on the eighteenth. I'm not sure yet. I can't. Remember. Okay, that's right. Right, we were waiting. We were waiting on her. I apologize. And I'm yeah. sorry for saying what's your name because I just can't remember. Trish? Uh, Ashley. 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 Yeah. Interesting story about that. She quit um, so, some um, media company because of uh, uh, 
know, what's the right word? Like it's, it's on Twitter, man. If you go look at my account, both of her yeah. two or three of her stories are on my Twitter page right now. Put them, I put them up again tonight. So she's starting to think uh, football is for everyone. Mm -hmm. It had to do with like women not having any place in the NFL, and you know, it's a guy, it's a man sport, and I think I think she's a a, a fantasy football guru. She is, and she she's knows shit from like Des Bryant, who like works with yeah. her. Yeah, one of her. It's it's. We'll let her tell you guys all this stuff. It's a, it's yeah. something you got to catch, man. Yeah. It's a different take on what happens around this country regarding NFL football, and you've seen it. But we'll let her lay the whole thing out. You want to get more information on it? Like I said, if you're on Twitter, I have them all posted today, so they're near the top of my page. Mm -hmm. Two scoops on the show. I, I was, was on, on and he he and Bragg's a few a show a few years back. Thanks, Zach. Always, always Two a pleasure. Scoops? Is that a... Two scoops. Is that for a guest you're saying, Zach? I was on He and Bragg's show a few years back. Oh, yeah, I guess he's talking about... Never heard of him. <laughs> Who? Will, Will and Bragg? Never heard of him? No, Two Scoops. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, got you. Is that the name of somebody? <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up because I think I've seen that. But I could just be hungry for ice cream now, too. Mm, ice cream. Yeah, I, I agree. Cliff. Damn it, Zach. I'm going to have to get some ice cream, dude. There's no reason why a woman can't be a referee. For, that's for damn sure. Joey Two Scoops. Joey Two Scoops. Oh, okay. Joe Mandel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Two Scoops. He's on the 11th. Okay. Looking forward to that. We will, we will be having the. Uh, we're gonna get the uh, the South South Burbs Hitman on here again too. Sometime after the season, they're gonna be on. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. Can't wait to have all three of them back on again. Absolutely, man. We might right, even well, do them individually too because we've got plenty of weeks to fill. Yeah. Yeah, and plenty of downtime. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this shit up. And uh, if we don't see you this uh, for a New Year's Eve show, then Happy New Year to you all. Please be safe. Drink responsibly if that's what you're going to do. Make sure you get an Uber if you're going out to a party. Be, be responsible. And if you're going to bet, Jordy. Make sure, make sure you bet responsibly. With that U.S. <sighs> If you do bet, use the link in the description of the show and help out the channel. Shameful, <laughs> shameful plug, dude. Shameful plug. Don't leave that shit on the ground. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap, wrap, wrap it up. That's what we need to do with the show. I'll wrap take it up. It. I'll take it. All right. Wrap it up. Sure you'll break it. it. All right. Happy New, Year, Happy New Year to you all. If we don't see you this Sunday, like I said, be safe. And if not, we will see you next week after another Bears win, the second two in a row for the coach. So wrap this up on a one, two, three Bears. One, two, three Bears. Bears.